Welcome to the Team Egos Podcast, the show where we talk life while enjoying tea. Today, I talked with Jenna Knudsen and Reed Pedersen. Jenna and Reed are real estate agents in the Twin Cities and great friends of mine. Our crazy conversation consisted of travel, living in other countries, Sasquatch, tea, real estate, and more. Discover their incredible work on social media at Jenna Reed MN. That's J E N N A R E I D M N on social media and enjoy the show. Jenna and Reed. Welcome to the Team Eagles podcast. Thank Could you. Could you please refer to us as Jenna Reed MN? <laughs> Jenna, strictly Jenna Reed MN. We're going to do that from this point on. Okay. I'm just kidding. You guys are a combo at this point, so yeah, I get exactly. it. How was your tea that now is uh, a little little cold? Do you want to let the followers know the technical difficulties? Uh, you can. <laughs> you can. It's, uh, it's been a morning. It's... Uh, probably been an hour and a half of technical difficulties <laughs> but we're here we're recording we've made it we've made it um we've honestly had a blast over the last hour and a half and i got to try your bidet upstairs you did okay no, no thank did. you <laughs> this is actually something i've been wanting to talk about on the podcast the bidet yes for okay a long got time. it got it do we all need to test it? Like, does Reed need to go upstairs real quick and try it not right now it's okay. gonna take up too much time but <laughs> I need to know your thoughts. Okay, so I will say that when you turn it on, you're like, wow, this pressure is really strong. And then you look down, you're like, and I'm on like one out of 20 on power level. And I turned it on and then it sprayed, like it just ricocheted off the back of my butt and just (laughs) shot up onto the back of your toilet seat. And I was like, and now I got to clean this up. (laughs) So on a scale of one to 10, (laughs) overall experience? It was, oh, um... I would say user-friendly, probably like a two, but like enjoyment, if you keep it on a low setting, like an eight or nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the cold water. It is a cold water It is cold, day. but it's not it's a cold not. day, so I don't think it pops It's not a much. cold day. That's a good point. A, you haven't used it? I have not used it. I may make a second trip to your bathroom just for- Strictly just for a bidet. I recommend- bidet purposes. It's like- Can the, you adjust it so it like angles down more? Yeah. Because it was so, a little high on me. I guess a little, little bit of background of the bidet. Um, this is, we'll give a shout out to Hello Tushy. <laughs> Is they the, a sponsor? They, they can be. <laughs> Hello, Tushy. Where you at? <laughs> um, they they can be. Um, it's a it's an amazing bidet. So the bidet is for those who don't know. It, it it's a cleanlier way of uh, of post bathroom use. Mm-hmm. That a, that's I think it's a greener way. You're the greener way. Waste. Yeah, it reduces yeah. waste. I mean, there's there's numbers behind it. Um, and yeah, so like Jenna was just saying, it's. There's a little knob on the right-hand side of the toilet when you're sitting on the toilet. Because it's an attachment. It's an attachment. Yeah, you just – it's pretty easy. Although my brother and I broke we, – we installed one in my parents and we just broke, like, the toilet. So Not the whole toilet, but, like, the toilet seat we just, like, ripped off. And, yeah, it was, it was a mess. My parents had to, like, use another bathroom for – like a day or two. Well, we, <laughs> it was late at night. We weren't going to go to Home Depot or anything. So you're saying I should call you to contract out? Oh, I get it now. I did oh, now. Okay. Yeah, now it's great. It was it was a one and it was a one one time mistake. But okay. yeah, so it's an attachment, and there's a little knob on the side. When you turn it to the right, 
it sprays a jet stream of water. Very strong. Very strong (laughs) up, up your butt. And it's goes from zero to 10 real quick. Like, yeah. yeah. So what I did notice is it's a lie. The, the nozzles or the, the, (laughs) it's a lie. It's a lie. It's all a lie. The, the not, no, the levels, like those dots, uh-huh. they're a lie. After you hit level three or four, it's all the same afterwards. Oh, interesting. I tested okay, it. Okay, I was like, it. you know, I went for it one day because I'm like, you know what? Enough of being afraid. I'm not going to live a, a life of fear. And I did it. <laughs> and I noticed it was the exact same experience as level four. Now, maybe that's just because like the pain was so overwhelming. That <laughs> the, <laughs> the pain? The pain? There's, yes. Because when it you first do it, at first, like you're like, oh, okay, I could do this, and then it's part, and then it starts to like tangle, uh, you know, like sting, almost like needles. A and little bit. you kind of think like, oh, am I breaking skin? I, oh, you, uh, oh. <laughs> you don't know, you you don't, you don't know, you don't. That, didn't, that, didn't that, that was definitely a thought. Um, the first couple times I used it, uh, this is doing a terrible ad for for Tushy. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna want to be a sponsor. Yeah, I think they have the influencers that are like counterintuitive influencers, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, no. Where they like bash, bash the products. Oh, they're supposed and... to help like another company, maybe. No, it's just that there's like oh. influencers that they have that promote it, and then there's influencers that are on their bad list. Oh. So like um, that, the guy that does um, like I'll make you rich or whatever. Ramit, I don't remember what his name Ram- is. Ramit. Yeah, Ram- yeah. I don't, I don't know. know I'm so bad. Name. Yeah. Okay. So his he's a bad influencer for like Wells Fargo. So they, mm. he's, he's on their bad list. Gotcha. But they like that? Like, I'm confused. No, like it's they, just the fact that, like, they have a list. They have so a list. Oh, employers, so you can, oh, so like, and answers. so you're on, like, their hit list of, like, yeah. people that they don't like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. He, so you, Team Migos might be on. <laughs> Team Migos <laughs> might be canceled <laughs> by, <laughs> by yeah, cancel. Team Migos. Cancel Team Migos. By Hello Because Hello Tushy. And, and I am saying hello, Tushy. I think it's um, important. If you're going to look them up, the hello is important. If you what? look up hellotushy.com. Just don't look up Tushy. If you look up <laughs> Tushy.com, you guys might know. Yeah, you might not. I know. Know. Just Tushy.com. Um, probably not a good call. It was kind of like, did you ever know about, so there's a store in St. Paul. It was called Hot Mama. Okay. <laughs> and it was a store for like uh, moms. It was supposed to be, but like any age should shop there. So even in college, I was shopping there. And you would look up hotmama.com mm. and it was a very inappropriate site. So they yeah. completely changed their whole name. So it's kind of the same concept. You have to make sure you look up the right thing. Yeah. Especially like if you're going to be like sending any family members there, <laughs> it's, I mean, it could be a funny prank depending on your relationship with said person, but if um, I'm sending it to my mom. I got to make sure. Yeah. I if you're like, Hey mom, I want right for my birthday, a bidet, a tushy bidet. And she's like, oh, okay. It's tushy brand. Okay. Tushy.com. Make yeah, sure no. you include no. that. Uh, yeah. My brother made a good point because um, he's actually the one who got it for me. Uh, that that might be like on the list of things that you buy for yourself. Mm. Like yeah. just like maybe not a gift. Yeah. Like or so yeah, there's an attachment that is on the bidet. It's like a I don't know, three inch attachment down, and that's where the water sprays out of. Yeah. But so if you turn to the left, it cleans that attachment. Oh, so it like sprays water down over the attachment so that to make sure it doesn't get yeah, on the next if you person. have like a really yeah, explosive yeah. type bathroom break, 
Like yeah. when we did last time we, I was down in Mexico, I got a little... Um, little Montezumas? Yeah. yeah, she got Montezumas. Last oh. day. Like there isn't a time where we don't go down there and Jenna doesn't get sick for some reason. Mm. I've ended up in the hospital for... Like the we, ER, I've ended up getting surgery down there. Oh my I've had yeah. Well, every honestly, time we're it was down the last there, night. Last night we were so close. We we went to our favorite taco place, right? Yeah, Reed's and favorite taco place. It's we, a good. It's we a got good. home and Jen's like, "Ah, oh, my tummy hurts a little bit." It wasn't. Whatever. It was just making that noise, like. <laughs> like if something needs to come out. Kind of like what happened this morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I think Jenna was up till four or five in the morning. Yeah, and. We had to cancel our flight the next day and then wait a whole nother day. And then we had gotten, so Mexico or United States had, at that point had required you to get a COVID test three days before you left. Within Mexico, three days. Within three days. Okay. So we did it as early as we could. So we did it three days before. Our exactly. Flight. Oh, no. So when Jenna got Mana's Revenge, we canceled our flight. Or we stayed rescheduled an extra, it. Rescheduled it. For the next stayed day. Stayed another yeah. day. Yeah. We had to go back and get another and like 9 30 at night and i had just been like throwing up the whole night before yeah, yeah. it was, it was tough oh. but the, i think the funniest part so we but we could have used a bidet yeah we could have used a bidet for, for that sure that would have been nice <laughs> especially when like you're holding a bucket as you're sitting on the toilet you know so you can throw up and yes. you know like that was the tougher mm, but so there. there's a every time that we're down there and we've gotten montezuma's revenge you have to go in to the doctor because they have to prescribe you something. So we just knew at that point, we know that this yeah. is like food poisoning. So Reed went up there and he just told him, what's the, what do we need? It's two, it was two in the morning and I needed, um, it's a traveler's diarrhea pill. What is so it? whatever it is, Reed just goes. Azithromycin. Azithromycin. Reed just goes, I need Sorry. azithromycin. And the nurse that's there, this is at two o'clock in the morning. The doctor sleeps in the back room. Oh. You know, and then he wakes him up whenever someone comes in. He needs cool. them. Yeah. 24 so Reed says, I need this traveler's diarrhea pill. And he goes, well, you'll need a prescription for that. And Reed goes, well, I need it right now. And he goes, okay, well, that'll be an extra hundred pesos. And he just charged him like five bucks. Five to- US dollars for a prescription. Didn't even have to see Jenna. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, Amazing. I was like, absolutely. We'll take That's, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. hundred pesos. Sure. <laughs> I can do it. It is two in the morning. I'd like to go back to bed. <laughs> You're like, I, my wife is dying. Right yeah. <laughs> I just need that stuff. Five dollars. And when God. you're on your way there too, there's like all these speed bumps. So oh, no. I had Jenna in the car. Because <laughs> no. I was like, she might have to be seen by the doctor. Right? Yeah. And so I had her in the car and we're hitting these speed bumps and she's like, <laughs> slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, go faster, slow down. It was just crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness. And this is all two in the morning and I'm like, holy moly. And the other wild. time this had happened, it was Reed. And that was our previous time. How many uh, times have you guys gotten this? Mine's in his yeah. three, three or four times. Three each four times. or together? No. As each. Jenna and Reed, I met. As Jenna <laughs> Probably uh, each, like each of us have had it. Yeah, I've had it three times. You've had it? I've had it four then. Okay. And yeah. even one of our friends that came and visited us, she got it too. And it was weird because I got it, or she got it. She was up all night. The next night, Reed had the effects. And then like four days later, I got it. And then I had like blood in my stool. It was just like oh brewing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it lasts a couple hours and you're wiped out for a full day. And then you're but something. at it. Something interesting that people don't know is that, like, Mexicans can get this, too. Yeah. You know, people just think, oh, it's because you drank the water. And it's like, well, no, it can be a bunch of different things, just transportation. You know, a lot of it's just, like, not something came in contact with it. Some bacteria did. And so a big thing that people think is that, 
oh, Mexicans can drink the water down there, but Americans can't. And that's why they get sick. But that's just not the case. Mm. Anyone can get sick. So if you're yeah. if you're ever in Mexico and you see a taco stand, if no one's eating there, don't eat there. Oh, but if there's people eating there, you're good. You're good. And you won't get sick. Interesting. I mean, there's a rare chance where you do, right? Yeah. But like you, the chance that you're going to get sick is very low. But oh. there's other countries... Um, we had a we have someone we work with who lived in somewhere in Central America and they just said, Okay, if you're gonna if you are gonna live down here, you need to just drink the water and get through this. Kind of just build up that immunity. Yeah. yeah. And then And then get used so to everyone can supposedly drink the water there. But here it's just it can keep hitting you. Interesting. That's like kind of I think like Indonesia. Like mm-hmm. obviously everybody there was drinking water and eating fresh fruit and stuff. And like, they told us yeah. don't do that. Cause the water's different. You're going to get, so like, I was like micro dosing with water. Like, so like mm-hmm. I'd sometimes like when I'm in the shower, like do like a little bit in my mouth, swish around, spit it out like real quick and then grab like a bottle of water and swish it out. Or like when I'm brushing my teeth, get a little bit of water on that just to yeah. give like a little bit of bacteria. I mean, all it takes though is like one minute. Gnarly, yeah. One, yeah, one, one gnarly strain, bacteria yeah. to, to like mess me up. I was lucky. It didn't, didn't mess yeah, me up. Yeah. Although when I came back for a month, something was like up. to the states. To the states, you had oh, funky belly. Funky belly. I know, like in Cuba, they call it Cuba belly. My buddy would always go down there, yeah, and he would come back and he'd have Cuba belly for like a month, yeah, and then it just and then it just went away because I was like, it was getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to go to a doctor. I wonder, like I'd probably have like a parasite. or something. Yeah, I would guess it's a parasite. And then it just, yeah, I don't know if I passed it. I don't know if like whatever my body just handled it, but it just went away. So I was like, cool. Um, and they say, too, like, you get that in Mexico, too, and you can come back and you can just the day before you leave, just go and say, hey, can I get just the over the counter medication? Because there's a one that a lot of Mexicans take and that'll clear you out. Yeah. So you can mm. take that when you get home just to make sure you don't have any parasites. Yeah, that's probably because there's good parasites, too. Like we have parasites all in our bodies. Right yeah, now, that's the. I mean, that's like why like antibiotics are like they're good when you need them, I guess. But they also just. Tear. shred you up like mm-hmm. they, they shred up your gut they just yeah. tear you up and it's like eh, there's hopefully if you can work your way around not using antibiotics cool yeah but because like you said they are we're full of I, I was uh talking with jack joseph he's a the community kombucha i think i've told you yeah you've told me about him yeah and he gave like a number of like the microbiome that we have in our body versus like or just how many is like millions or even billions and i'm like oh so we are just like a hotel for for these things yeah. like we're basically just like the earth of these hmm, that's a good point. and i'm bacteria. like that's a weird way of thinking about like that. we are our own little earth yeah our own, our own little earth our little, our own little earth. planet yeah that's cute i, like I know and then and the, i guess if but like we feed that i thought the earth feeds us yeah, it does. and then it's a whole cycle but do mike microbiome does it have the same intelligence as us to create like industry like obviously not they're not driving little cars maybe maybe like osmosis jones you guys ever seen that <laughs> oh, dude, that's a great, film. great movie yeah. great i mean they were driving cars with little police officers well, well those microbiomes they might not be as like intelligent as no. us and yeah. it was actually super interesting and this might be a crazy tangent to go on but i, I listened it. to a podcast yesterday and we talked they talked about sasquatch 
Okay. Um, and <laughs> my dad's a huge believer in Sasquatch. Like yeah, big well, yeah. So and we, it, he's he's heard some noises in the woods, and I've heard the same noises, and they're wild noises. And too, so, so they yeah. in it's a surfing podcast, but it's a Great Lakes surfing podcast. Okay. But he went off on a little different one where he got this guy that runs like a little foundation called Great Lakes Sasquatch. He had never believed in Sasquatch before, but one day he was out camping in the bush. He camped his whole life in the bush, grew up out in the bush in Minnesota. And one day they were out, you know, having a bonfire out camping and heard this crazy loud noise Mm -hmm. like your dad is showing me. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was like, I've never heard that. I've spent my entire life in the woods. I had no clue. So he started doing research, DNR websites, just listening to different sounds of different animals, could never find anything. And then one day he just found this sound that was, was, people said it was Sasquatch. Um, But where I'm going with, and you're talking about microbiomes and that kind of stuff, having life. Their theory on Sasquatch is that Sasquatch was a prevalent animal like human beings and was actually pretty darn smart and evolved. But when humans, you know, came and, and, and they basically pushed the Sasquatch so far into the bush, um, and they basically have thicker skin and thicker hair than us. Um, yeah. And so they can live deep in the bush where we've never explored and that's where they spend their time. I could see that. So it's the adaptive, like they, they adapted to the circumstance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Essentially and the evolution. We yeah, were just yeah. a little yeah. bit evolved, smarter yeah. than them, a little bit more high tech than them that yeah. we were able to push them so far into the bush, but they were so thick skinned and, and had hair that, you know, if you've ever been out hunting and that kind of thing, you get so far into the bush, you're like, I can't go any further. Yeah. And mm. they think that we just pushed them so far there that, that's that they, they can and they spend their time and we can't get to them. So interesting. Well, cause <laughs> sorry to go off on a Sasquatch. No, let's talk. Like, so wait, do you believe in Sasquatch? I it's, don't know. It's fun too. It is. You know, it's it like is. why not, right? But like aliens, yeah. Sasquatch. I mean, ghosts. Uh, for ghosts, me, for me, yeah. it's like okay. I, I'm not sure if I believe in them, but if yeah. they're real, it's just another animal. That's kind of how I think mm, about it, dude. Right? Like, and so like they were talking about if they'd be man. scared seeing Sasquatch, all that kind of stuff, and I'd be like, I might be a little fearful that I could get attacked, but I wouldn't be feared of it because like I see bears i see moose and i think it's just fascinating i'd be more fascinated to see a sasquatch yeah yes absolutely. yeah and it's like i've discovered and like pe- people are still discovering animals in the ocean that are so alien yeah right they so just discovered alien. a new whale yeah so and it's like, like so it's like why not like uh-huh. really like you said like i would if i found one i'd be like not afraid because it's a sasquatch i'd be afraid like in the same way if i saw a bear like that thing could probably kill me i should get distance but cool. <laughs> like, it's super cool. Yeah. Right? Like, that's unique. But, like, I, I think about, like, animals. Like, why couldn't unicorns be real? <laughs> like, so, like... <laughs> <laughs> We're going unicorns. I, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to say it here. Unicorns are real. Yeah. Mermaids? <laughs> or, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Mermaids are real. No, unicorns, I don't think, are real to this day. But, like, maybe they could have been. Dragons? Why not? Yeah. Like. Like one, like or like dragons could have been based off of uh, like pterodactyls. I think that yeah. like, dragons, like we know pterodactyls were real. Yeah. Like that's like what's going on there. Dragons could have been real. I just don't think they the breathe fire. fire. Yeah, that's the, like, that's the little part. Like that's scientifically, like, mm, that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Does they just like ignite fire cool. and blow it? Like you have, you have to have like what like little pouches of kerosene. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, right? 
Like, but, how does that work? I but, like, I mean, we've found so many crazy animals and we're still discovering them. Right. Like, why would that be? And things go extinct, too. Yeah, you know, they go so extinct. And it, that it was there and I think it's, it's the fossils. Like, no fossils of these things have been found. Um, I, I don't know. Like, but, like, the fact, one thing that, like, going on the dragon thing is, like, across history and, like, historical texts or historical, like, pictures, like hieroglyphs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's a something like a dragon in like all of these ancient civilizations. So it's like different civilizations. Too. Yeah. And like something like things that never have communicated. So it's like that, like those things just like blow my mind. Like, yeah. So did everybody just have this crazy unique imagination of like a flying lizard that breathes fire or was this a thing? Mm-hmm. And like people, maybe people saw it. I don't know. Fun to think. Like I said, at the end of the day, whether they're real or not, I don't care. It's just fun to think about. And I get that sometimes it's against religions too, because like, oh, especially with yeah. aliens and ghosts. So, yeah. um, but at the same time, we also just don't, we don't have a full understanding of stuff like the Bible, you know, yeah. like it's such a mystery. Yeah. And so at the same time, I don't want to argue that it's not, it's just kind of like anything these days, right? We're talking about how you have to learn and educate yourself. So why not just hear people's opinion? You exactly. know, especially if someone says that they've seen it, why not hear them out? Yeah. And and this podcast about Sasquatch, like the real overarching like um, thing at the end that they were trying to push and what this guy was saying was, hey, you know what? People may have had experiences seeing Sasquatches, aliens, whatever. And a lot of people and what ha- what's happened for him is like he talks with all these people and they kind of nobody believes them. And so mm-hmm. they kind of just feel alienated in a way themselves because like they've had this crazy experience. Mm -hmm. They don't really know how to process it. They tell family or friends, their family and friends kind of blow them off, make fun of them, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. And for him, what he's just trying to, to spread is like, hear these people out. You don't have to believe them necessarily, Mm -hmm. but like, don't mock them. Don't make fun of them because they're, they're trying to maybe process this and figure this out because a lot of these people are left with like, just like unanswered questions and almost like a little bit of like PTSD is what the way he For described sure. it. No, that's a good point. Yeah. So like that overarching was spread love, listen to people, hear them out and don't mock them and make fun of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> which at the just end of the day. a good message. Yeah. 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 It was, like, was a great life message. At yeah. The end of the day. I yeah. was like, oh, okay. I, I dig it. That's cool. That uh, a cool. funny story about, so when we were on the traveling to the West coast and then back to Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we stopped in at Crater Lake because my cousin was working there. Yeah. And it was her and her girlfriend and then me and Reed all together. Yeah. And so we had our van at that point. We had our bed. It's like the width of a full-size bed, the length of a queen, so it could fit Reed. But we decided all the girls were going to sleep in the van together. So it was like barely squished together. But before all of this, they we went to the campsite and my cousin and her friend were talking about constantly how this is the site for Sasquatch. Like there's been so many sightings yeah. of it. So we are by the campfire and then we're all like, oh can't feel a little tired. We go to bed and Reed has to sleep in the tent alone. <laughs> 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 and he said he like the slightest movement. It could have been a squirrel. Yeah. You know how your senses are just amplified and he's like, I didn't sleep very well guys last night. That whole Sasquatch story just really threw me <laughs> off. I love that. And we were like the only people we're the in the only campground. Ones there. Yeah. It was, from what they had told us, it was the campground and spot in Oregon that has most Sasquatch sightings. Yep. And 
I mean, I was I was out there by myself, and I was like, dude, I might see Sasquatch tonight. I, I never, never, never did, though. I never, <laughs> never did. I kind of get why, though, because there was a really beautiful, clear stream. Okay. So I could see if there was Sasquatch, that might be where he gets water from. And yeah, it's very he, flat, too. Yeah, so, that but. makes sense. I mean, I would want to be in, like, a beautiful area if I was there. Right. I mean, is he in, so, okay, is he intelligent enough to, like, be like yeah i guess like where is there like a disconnect like and obviously he's not human or is he human and just a different evolved type of human i don't know he's like, a larger the, human and i say he gender sasquatch yeah. is a, it's a species right it's a species yeah. 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 yeah yeah it's same body makeup right it's still feet hands so but it's um by by pedal by pedal right right what so is that? oh you're on oh, two yeah. feet instead of like all fours yeah yeah um I don't know. From what they were saying yeah. in the podcast yesterday was the people that have seen Sasquatch say it is very human-like in nature and in the way but, that yeah. like facial structure, all that kind of stuff, yeah. but very big, like okay. 500 pounds size of a bear moose kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like not, a bear a, not a black bear, yeah. like a like grizzly bear. Yeah, yeah. Like a grizzly bear standing on its like legs. It's like Oh, horrifying. Yeah. Those are real monsters. But like, they're scared, are, but they're scared of us just as most animals are. Yeah. Right? The difference is grizzly bears like are scared of you, but then they'll go and try to fuck you up. Yeah. Like black bears, unless they're feel threatened, they're scared of you and they're going to run. Yeah. Grizzly bears will get you. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to lose. But I just realized something now that I don't know if I've ever... My dad talks about this all the time, right? Especially yeah. because he hunts. I don't think I've ever heard him mention anything about a Sasquatch with babies. So I wonder if this thing is old enough where it's lasted throughout all these years and it cannot oh. reproduce. Because I've never heard him say that there's been like... You know, like cubs, you Sasquatch could say. Babies. Yeah. Sasquatch babies following them. Or anything like that. Maybe they leave their babies so far in the bush when they go they out. Yeah, they, they go hunting or whatever they eat. So that might be a mystery because there's always... Because a big place that it's really prevalent to other than the Great Lakes is also um, where it's my grandpa's... Northwest. Yeah. Um, where Well, there and up near Superior, but in western Wisconsin, northwestern Wisconsin, because my grandpa has a cabin there. Okay. And so that's also where my dad hunts is right on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin. And it goes all the way up to like, you know, Duluth and stuff. Yeah. Um, so in that area too. And he's had friends that have actually had like someone or something break into his, like, I don't know if it was his chicken coop or what he had. Yeah. And it was like, it was markings of no bear and it was high enough where a black bear cannot reach. And so it had broken into this space. And so his friends had it happen to him. Um, and so my dad has these stories too of that kind of stuff happening and he'll call his buddy cause he saw his buddy. He's one of those YouTube, you know, watchers where he'll like fall asleep watching YouTube and he saw his buddy on there and he was like, he called him and he asked him for the story and it just sent my dad right into that hole of believing in it, in it even more. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm right on the edge. Yeah. I'm I mean, ready. like. I wouldn't deny it. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, again, I why not? Like, you know. I think not? once you hear the noise, too, because I remember one time I heard it. I'm curious because Sierra and I were, so her parents have a river house, so right on the Mississippi River in northeast Iowa. Mm. And we were there one night. It was just us two. We were having, like, a little campfire. And we just heard, like, rustling. And we're, like, just kind of, like, listening, like, all right, probably like there's a shit ton of raccoons. So yeah. like, okay, probably a raccoon. Then we heard like growls, and we're like, 
okay, is that a bear? Like, it might be a black bear because they're in that area. So we kind of got up. We're like, maybe we should go inside if it's a bear. But then it, like, was, like, growls mixed with, like, a squeal of sort. Almost almost pig-like, but not really. And we were sort of listening. And it freaked us out. We're like, all right, let's just go inside. Like, like we're done with this. Like, yeah. I'm not messing with this. We went inside. And, like, then we were just, like, like kind of like you said, like, looking up. looking up, like, what's in this area, what sounds similar to this. And the clo- like, we just kind of settled, like, Maybe it was a bobcat, but it was so like we were listening to bobcats like all night, and we're like, no, like for sure it wasn't it. The one that we but, heard was the sounded like a cow, like a but cow. A, it was okay. a version. It was some sort of a mooing, not a mooing, but like a mooing grunting. And then the, there was a dog there that was also barking when we heard it, hmm. and so it, yeah, a that, dog heard it too. So I knew that it wasn't just us that was hearing this. And we were in different locations, and I said, I asked him, I was like, "Did you hear that?" And of course, looking it up, and then he played it. Yeah. It was, he said, "Do you does this sound familiar?" Well, and I also you have to because there's plenty of times I've been camping and I'm having a bonfire and I hear stuff in your and, mind. And, and yeah. the mind, the and mind the, does play especially tricks, especially the nighttime. Definitely hundred percent, hundred percent. And like I've talked to some some people that you know work in DNR, all that kind of stuff. Know more about you know the animals and the types of things that are out at night and the amount of you know like animals preying on other animals at that point in the night that yeah. like it could just be another animal attacking another animal eating it exactly kind of too yeah um so it's always like but the mind always plays tricks you're like oh sasquatch yeah <laughs> immediate sasquatch <laughs> it's sasquatch mated with a dragon oh god <laughs> we're screwed <laughs> flying in the air aliens got it now aliens got it now oh shit Oh, that's uh, why. It kind of, it's like when um, I went to bed the other night and I heard some squealing outside and I found some squirrel carcasses outside of our oh. backyard. Yeah. So Honestly, kind of good. These squirrels suck. I here. know. Don't <laughs> I'm sorry. Those squirrels are menaces. We had one attack us. Dude, I, yeah. got, I got cut. I, okay, other. I was gonna. Did you not, get in a fight? This, <laughs> did you punch one. a squirrel? <laughs> this one is from a uh, from gardening, but this one's healed up. But you can see a little remnants. But I had a nice cut on my knuckle of my ring finger on my right hand from a squirrel the other week. Did we're it out, we, were, we were on our deck and we were hanging out, and all of a sudden this squirrel comes up on the deck, just stares at us, <laughs> and lunges at Jenna. Lunges at me. No way. Hits her, hits her in the shoulder, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my goodness, and it's like <laughs> looking at us again, and I see it jump, so I. Punch he it. grabs me, puts me down into his lap, and punches, punches it. a squirrel. And <laughs> like I punched a squirrel, and like we stood up to like quick get inside. The squirrel's like still on the deck. I fling open the door. It hits the squirrel. The squirrel goes flying. We get inside, and like the squirrel, it must have had babies nearby, that kind yeah. of thing, and it was protecting whatever. And I look at my hand, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm bleeding. And the squirrel had cut me, whatever, and. uh yeah. You punched a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Mid air. Oh, what I would do for a video of that. Right. right? It would have been phenomenal. But I that think that squirrels be... have very good reaction skills. So I think that when the squirrel saw his fist coming at it, they're able to rotate their body mid air. So he was coming this way, rotate it, and bounced off of Reed's hand. Yeah. Dude. So that's why he got scratched. Because people think that he got bit, but no, I really don't know. just like a little claw or yeah. something. That is wild. So, yeah. okay, this brings me to uh, – there's a there's a graph going out right now like uh, around, like, social media. A graph? Know, like, yeah, a gra- like a like a X okay. and Y axis type yeah. graph. <laughs> and <laughs> it is 
on the y-axis, so the vertical axis, is a list of animals. And on the, I don't know, um, I think it's a percentage is on the x-axis of people who think they can beat an animal with no hands, like barehanded, no weapons. No, no weapons. Or, yeah, yeah, sorry, no hands. <laughs> no hands. <laughs> Just kicking. No, uh, only hands, no weapons. Um, and so like, at the top of the list is like, smaller more manageable animals and then at the bottom it gets to like grizzly bear so you have like obviously very few people there are still people who think that they can beat a grizzly bear like, <laughs> idiots like i don't know who would ever say but there are yeah, there's like eight yeah. percent of like men think like oh, yeah, i could take a grizzly bear but the wild thing is at the top the number one thing is a rat <laughs> and 28 percent of people don't think they they can take a rat <laughs> 28% of Americans do not think that they could beat a rat in a fight. <laughs> and I was dying watch, like listening to this because I was just not listening, just looking at this because it goes like rat, house cat, medium-sized dog. Um, there was like three or four animals that's like, okay, yeah, you can beat them. You, you might get like a, a cat can get a claw. Yeah. And like you're going to beat up a cat. A, a medium-sized dog. Yeah. They, they could. I mean, there, there's a chance. Like, if they get a hold of your jugular or something, yeah, they it might. It depends on how, like, crazy or yeah. feral they are. Yeah. But you can probably, like, you can throw a medium-sized dog, what, like, 40 pounds. Like, you can hurt a he yeah. hurt him. Then it got to, like, large dog, and it's like, okay, like, a Rottweiler. That could probably kill me. Yeah. Like, I have a, like, a mean Rottweiler could probably kill me. And then, like, it was, like, large dog and eagle. I'm like, I don't think I could beat an eagle. I'm going to be honest, dude. Like, eagles, like, their wingspan's, like, as tall as me. Yeah. The talons. If it gets – and it comes in so fast. Like, yeah. I don't know if I could beat an eagle, but a rat. <laughs> the rat. Like, it bothers – and, like, the, there was a – under a tweet – or there was a – yeah, there was a tweet with like, attached to it. It's like, guys, 20% of Americans don't think they can take a rat in a fight. There's a crisis of confidence going on right now. <laughs> People need to stand up for themselves and be more confident in their lives. I wonder where Squirrel would be then. I, based on oh, that, they, uh, the I don't know. They're Well, do you ever have that moment in which you make eye like contact them. with the squirrel and you're like, you got crazy eyes? Like yeah. that's, that's always, yes. that's what you grow up learning is like, if a person's crazy, they're going to be. Yeah. It's fight, like, oh, right? there's no rationale here anymore. No. Like you are. Yeah. Yeah. And oh that's God. the same look a squirrel gives. Yes. My mentality is you got to be crazier. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like yeah. if you end up in a, in a fight with somebody, if you just act super crazy, that person's not going to want to fight you. No. You it's know? A squirrel. Yeah. Like that's it's a, squirrel. a squirrel. Like he's that crazy. You're like, so you got to give the look of crazy back then. Dude. Yeah. And it- Again, this brings me to another topic uh, <laughs> of like a lot of people that I, 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 I know that. If your mentality when you face a large animal is mm. is greater than their mentality, they'll back down. Yeah, like bobcats or not bobcats, um, mountain lions. Yeah, it's supposed to get big. It's supposed to yeah. get like scary. Lift like, up shake, your yeah, shake and... leaves and trees or branches and shit. Because and theirs yell. is purely instinctual. So like, if you get down on all fours, their instinct is that is you're an small, animal yeah. prey, you know. And then, but if you're big, they're like, yeah, no, they're they're just. It just clicks like that. Nope. Yeah. Well, and there's this this lady that I don't know her, but I've I've watched several videos on her, and she deep sea dives okay. out in Hawaii, and she comes for spear face, fishing for spear fishing. And yep. 
she one day was spearfishing, had a fish on the line and a shark was going after it. And she, she just kind of like in. instinctually was like, no, that's my dinner. That's how she survives. So she started swimming at the food too, that she had just spearfished and the shark and her were coming head on. And she just had a, a greater mentality yeah. than the shark and the shark just backed on. Dude, that is, that's wild. And it's what weird to think because again? I think as humans, we kind of, we kind of cower. Like we have this mentality 100%. of fear. Yeah. Because we watch videos on, you know, shark attacks, you know, movies, you know, Hollywood, they portray these things as like, oh, you're going to die. Yeah. But like the reality is, is like, we're still part of nature. And if we bring the mentality, the, the, the fierceness that these animals that like we think they have, they, we might triumph. Yeah. Because, and we may be better than them and they, they may think like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to deal with that scary human. But what I've learned is that there's one exception. And that is a mother. Yeah. That's the Don't one exception. Yeah. That, yeah, that is a, I just learned that growing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't go out and I'll start fighting animals because Reed over here is just like, Hey, if I come at you confidently, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, no, like, yeah, like Team Ego's podcast listeners start fighting bears in the street. <laughs> that is not what I am promoting at all. No. I am not promoting to go fight animals. I think we should very much respect all of nature. But I'm saying but, when you are encountered in a situation yes. like that, the Especially hiking or something. Yeah. And I also think generally, like, a lot of people do have a little bit of fear of nature and being out there alone and with all the animals. And understandable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Understandably speaking. Absolutely. Especially if you're not familiar with it. Yes. You know what I mean? Because like that was a big realization for me was people in Minnesota, if I tell them a scorpion or a cockroach, like that is a fearful thing for them because mm-hmm. they don't understand it. But once you learn, like I learned when we were in Mexico that if you get stung by a scorpion and you're out in the boonies, so mm-hmm. you have like no, like you're an hour away from medical treatment, lie down, don't move. Because really? the passing of the venom, your body will take care of it in that area. But the second you get into a vehicle you're and you're bouncing, especially on the roads it, in Mexico, it, it will start to move everything and whoa. it'll go towards your heart, which could kill you. That's when it kills you. Yeah, yeah. So like um, we were actually talking to a couple, they're a Canadian couple, and she got like hit three times on her shoulder, which is very close, whatever side that's very close. Yeah. Yeah. By a scorpion to her heart. And she was so far out that she just sat there and she was like, well, and you panic too. So you have to try to not panic because that also gets your blood. Increases your blood. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and she had known someone else too, that had done the same thing. And so, that was a big learning where once you learn, you're like, okay, that's still scary. That's venom. Right. But it makes you realize, okay, if this, 70-year-old woman was totally chill. I can be chilled too, you know? Yeah. And then even when we were out on the West Coast too, we I sat and watched this video of what to do in the case that you come across a grizzly because we had our bear spray. Yeah. And I watched the video and I was like, oh, okay, so that's their mentality. That's how they do things. Once you learn about the animal, then you're less scared of them because yeah. you know what's going through their head. Now, the one thing you did say about your spine. And your rib cage. And your rib cage. Uh, I mean, I guess at this point, you're not worried. You're worried about surviving. Yeah, you're not, worried like, not bleeding out. Not bleeding out. You're not worried. Because I'm like, well, you're going to get, get paralyzed, maybe. Yeah. You're, you're going to get very, very badly hurt. For <laughs> Have sure. you seen The Revenant? Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's like, But that's like your best <laughs> way of surviving is especially because you're out in the middle of the woods. <sighs> Fuck. 
you know. I just don't want to get attacked by a bear. No. <laughs> I, mean, I think I'm just going to avoid. Your chance of you actually getting a very mad bear is very unlikely. Yeah. You know, it's just you don't want to scare them. So we'll always make um, Mario Kart noises when we're out hiking. Because um, <laughs> they, they say to let them know you that you're coming. Can you give us an example? Yeah. You want me yeah, to no, yeah, anybody you're the best either. You're the best yeah. And you do that, we just do that like five times in a row. And then we'll keep walking and then we'll just occasionally do it. It's amazing. Oh, uh, I didn't really think that was embarrassing when we do that on hikes, but having to do that here on a podcast. <laughs> on a podcast, you're embarrassed? That's what you're embarrassed about? Not anything else we've, we've talked Not about. The bidet, you know, honestly, but... all we've talked about is bidets, Sasquatch, Sasquatch Montezuma's you know, Unicorns, Revenge. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I, that the yeah. Mario Kart noises—that's what did it for you, I guess. So yeah, no, I mean it's good. It makes hey, y'all have yeah, I'm not too embarrassed. Honestly, what I do that in front of you two, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You it's you my it thousands of listeners. Yeah, I mean we'll see. You know, and <laughs> hundreds of thousands. Right? Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Yeah, that are exactly. gonna hear that. Yeah. Should we talk about tea or real estate? I mean, yeah, like, like, <laughs> I guess like professional stuff. What did you drink today for tea? I had the so shout out to I think it's Dwell yeah I don't think it's Dwell I think it's Dwell Tea Company um I don't know where I forget where they're based out of I want to say East Coast somewhere and they have a spring blossom it's a gorgeous day here in Minneapolis it is um and it's a jasmine green tea with a lavender and rose petal and it is delicious oh. yeah. I say you? when it I tried really when good. I tried yours, I was brought to Florida. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Because, um, <laughs> like, when you say that, it makes me think of like old people in Florida and like the perfuminess mm. of like old people. My my grandma. Yeah. Um, I will say when I pictured it, it was a but, beautiful scenery walk. Yeah. Like I was on vacation, I remember just like the smell of the floral and that. Kind Not of thing. in like your grandmother's house. Yeah, no, yes. completely, yeah. completely. Was I love my grandma. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, right? it was, yeah, it was lovely. But um, and, and what did you guys have again? You Mine pick? was um, hibiscus. Um, or, or what? Jamaica. Jamaica. I it's learned a, that today. It's That's... a flor de Jamaica. It's essentially. It's a really pretty flower, and you'll see it actually if you go down to Mexico. They might even put it on your towels. You know, they cut trim oh, them and they put it on your. They're gorgeous flowers. They are so yeah. pretty. And then, um, what? The, this is all by Vince, and then it was a all by Vince. Oh, yep, yeah. all by, <laughs> not all of it, about half of it. Yeah, all by Fresh Steeps. Uh, and then orange peel, right? And grape. Did you use the? Oh, you both. Yeah, yeah. There so. was yeah, there was orange peel. And then peel. jasmine green tea, and what was Sencha? Did you? I don't know. Did yeah. You did the, you say Sencha is like the, one of the other kinds? Sencha, yeah. It's like that's a typical, yeah. just standard green tea. Yep. So that was Sencha. my mixture. Yeah. And then what was the brand? That was Matcha Alternatives. Matcha Alternatives. Yeah. Shout out them. I'm going to have them on the podcast soon. Um, oh, but yeah. Those are the those. That's the couple that lives in Portugal. Oh, um, sweet. And they source. I forget where they source their tea, but they distribute all out of Chicago, which is pretty cool. I think they source it, send it to Chicago and then do a lot of oh. um, deliveries from there. But yeah, excited to talk with them, but they, they have an amazing brand, very sustainable brand too. Um, and just they're a cool couple. They traveled all over the world. They have like two Instagrams where it's like ones, they're much alternatives. One's I think called traveling for tea and I might be wrong. If not shout out traveling for tea, there's, there's <laughs> one of those out there. Um, <laughs> And they, yeah, they just have 
gone all over the world and cool tea experiences. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And what's yours, Reed? Uh, I drink, I think, it's, is it Tiesta teas? Yeah, the yeah, Tiesta teas, peaches and green. Peaches and green. It was really great. I, I love mean, peach teas. I, I love the peach teas. Mango I'm teas. I'm not a fan of peaches. Oh. Like, pe- I love peaches. Like, yeah. the fruit. The fruit, yeah. I can't do peach flavored stuff though. Huh. Really? It just doesn't doesn't do it right. What's your favorite candy, Reed? Peachos. Yeah. Peachos? What the hell's a peacho? You What? <laughs> Dude, we're stopping and getting some peachos. I'll get it. I'll try it. Yeah. We're getting some peachos before I go on the boat. I'm not okay. I'm not a huge fan of like art- artificially flavored in yeah. like most stuff, right? Unless it's strawberries sour. are the worst artificially flavored grape? banana. Mm. Oh, oh. Grape? Oh. Yeah. I know. Horrible. Right? But oh, all terrible. those fruits I love. Right? I love all those fruits. But yeah. pre- peach is one that Reed likes, and it's not very sour, so mm. I can have like maybe one. It is, um, it is really flavorful. I yeah, really but like I love peach yeah. teas. Peach, uh, are you thought like an iced tea? Like peach iced tea? I've no? never had that. No, no, no. I was like, I, those, and that's typically like a peach and black tea. So like most iced teas are black teas. Yeah. yeah. Um, that That's not bad. And actually, I love taking uh, like the Tiesa tea and doing cold brews with them. Ah. super good that'd be phenomenal because that's honestly what we used to do in mexico all the time is yeah we just take green tea because it was so hot there and but like you wanted some other than water during yep. the day so we just keep a jug of iced green tea essentially in the fridge and yeah you go pour yourself glasses and um and hibiscus and we do hibiscus yeah but i prefer because like hibiscus i don't know if you've had this experience but hibiscus tends to have like rocks and feathers in some of their bags um, i've never experienced that that's, no, that's probably like the real natural stuff <laughs> yeah. i get i get sourced from other people who uh, yeah they might sift, sift that out yeah i think that most people are i mean that's like common in it's not as common in the states right we have okay. a higher standard of that in the states but in most other countries like when you get dried beans yeah. there's rocks in there and so you have to sift through okay. the beans to make like you make have to sure make sure you're, sure not, you're not like can you imagine biting into that when you think you're gonna uh, bite into a bean? Oh doing a full on yeah. crunch down, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I did find a snail shell in one of my teas once. Really? Oh, that was pretty wild. It was um it was like a peppermint green tea or peppermint spearmint green tea mix. That and I just and I transferred it because I, I actually blended it with um some rosemary and go to cola and I put that into a bag and then in that bag I found the snail shell and I'm like so was this did I scoop this into it or did it somehow crawl it was like a ziploc bag so it wasn't anything to yeah sorry if people hear that you're living in a city exactly yeah. don't have don't have a studio quality uh <laughs> Do the neighbors not know we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're This is home of the Team Eagles podcast. Uh, you should get a sign on front that says recording. Like, ah man, I might have to get that. That'd, That'd be, be pretty fantastic. That would be. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was bizarre. I some and literally there was actually a living thing in the shell. Oh. Like not, it was dead by the time I found it. But so I like. Because it had crawled to the top, I think, to try to get out. No, Super sad. Yeah. Or I, this is this. I'm like giving it emotions and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I just see it because I'm like looking in there. I'm like, that's not tea. I like pull it out. It's literally just a tiny little like. Again, Small. I think it was like a snail, like shell, like type maybe, thing. Maybe a hermit crab. No, because no. you could again, you could see 
that there was like it, like it was super dried up at that point. It was gotcha. dead, but it was like you could see that it was a slug snail type gotcha. thing. I wonder if there's any and added benefits you could get from e- it, eating yeah. or drink steeping a yeah. snail shell. They're made out of calcium, typically the shells. There you go. So maybe up there's your calcium, calcium and then there's probably protein in the little dude that's in there. Yeah, yeah. You just take it. I don't get weird yeah. about that stuff. So. I don't either, but like I was giving it to like friends, and I'm like. Oh. <laughs> like this yeah. is, I don't want to give this to someone. <laughs> like they're gonna be like that's sketchy. Well, and that's why I like to. I don't cold pre- or cold, cold brew. brew. Yeah, I don't do that because I'm like, if um, there is anything, yeah, you can boil it off. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. So that's why I did. That's what we do with our um, hibiscus. I always have okay. to think of it in English. Yeah. So jicama? No. No, <laughs> is jicama it? is the yeah, potato, know, that's like the potato like, like, thing. Yeah. yeah. Potato apple. I love it. I love it. I love it. So a a buddy of mine, he, was he born in Mexico? I think his family's from Mexico. Maybe he was born in the States, but um, he came and visited in college one day and decided to cook us all dinner. It was like make tacos for me and my roommates. And he bought like two jicamas or like three or four jicamas. Wow. That's a lot. A lot. And these are like, if you've never seen a jicama, it's like, a, a 16 it's like that like that 16 inch softball like at least that's how big the ones that we had yeah they're big and they're yeah, hard they're big. they're big they're hard and like like it's it was, like a small um it's like a grapefruit uh, not must smell yeah grapefruit, grapefruit. that's a good one yeah, yeah a, grapefruit. a larger grapefruit yeah. and so he bought a bunch he made like a, a slaw with like two of them and then just like left the other two so me and my room were like the fuck is this like we're not gonna do anything with yeah, this. So we don't let, know it yeah we just like let them chill on our windowsill and one of them, it was the most bizarre experiment. One of them started like sprouting and the other one started like withering. Like decaying. Like decaying. And like hmm. the one all of a sudden like just was getting so small. The other one like was getting larger and growing this crazy vine out of it. That's and I was like, is it like eating the uh, like living off could of the Do you like, think the- like it was like it could possibly be taking the moisture from That's the what I'm thinking. One? I was like, is it taking the moisture and like that's in the air and from the other one? and growing this crazy vine oh. and like we were obviously at this point we were just like let's see how far this gets like yeah. I, like we were just letting it grow in our kitchen like it got like it was up the windowsill like in our blinds couldn't open up the blinds anymore because it was like interweaved like in them how long did this go for that happened sophomore year we lived in this place to senior year so three years and then it died i think going into did you water senior- no we did nothing we absolutely did nothing. We were just we called it Groot and just like let it grow. Groot? Yeah, <laughs> we just let the thing go. And I have video I could show you guys after, but it's it just was growing, and we were like, "This is incredible." I'm like, "Should we plant this? Like, what are we gonna grow a jicama tree or whatever they grow on?" And yeah, it was. Um, eventually, it died, and we were gonna have like a little funeral service for oh it because it was a, it was a roommate like for yeah, like, two years and like two years, and then it just died, and it was super sad. Um, but wild and that like also you can do that with like veg- like potatoes because it's a root vegetable right i yeah. think jicama is a root vegetable just based off of the look of it that uh, makes sense i don't know kind of looks know. yeah it looks like yeah that, that's also the mind-blowing thought is that wait, what is it that vegetables don't exist it's all plants like if you think about it, right? That, that vegetables like, and fruits aren't just like a potato. And fruits, they're plants. Like a Whoa. yeah, yeah. Because okay. a cucumber is essentially just like what? Uh, what is it? How do they describe? Do you remember this? It's like a carrot, for example, is a root. Yeah, it's just the root. It's just a root, 
And then there's other things like a tomato is a fruit because it has seeds in it. And then a anything that produces from a flower, which let's think about it, zucchini does, um, cucumbers, cucumbers do, tomatoes I mean, you can, do, you can keep all going, the yeah. things in which it's flowers and then it produces something that is technically, if you it's think about to it, it's a reproduce, fruit. Because right? there's always been that discussion of, oh, a tomato is a fruit. But it, I was like, that's stupid. But now I'm actually conceptualizing and understanding it because then all the other vegetables, like a celery is just the a plant stalk. itself. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, stalk, yeah. and then carrots is the root. What else do we have? Let's think about other vegetables. So like, instead of just having four vegetables and three servings of fruit a day, it should just be seven plants a day. It, no, it's a plant. And then the, the fruit of, of the plant. Yeah. That's what you should have. The fruit of the, the plant. Fruit yeah, of see, the plant. Do you get that? Isn't no, that, 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 is, that it's it like, makes total sense. It does. I mean, and like, what's interesting, I think like you said is, it's the, the plant itself is making that just to reproduce. Yeah. Like just to like, so it's going to drop the tomato. It's going to drop the yep. apple. It's going to drop whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's just going to hopefully and, grow another tree Yep. Um, or bush or whatever it is. And so we are going to get in a FaceTime call right shout now. Shout out to Joe Johnson. Shout, shout out to Joe Johnson. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's an interesting way of thinking about the vegetable, vegetable or the fruit or whatever that is. And then think about um, lettuce. Just yeah, it, that's just the leaf. Yeah, it's, it's just a leaf. So spinach, lettuce, whatever. Um, what's like iceberg? That's yeah. all just a leaf that's created itself in a different form. Well, and that I, makes you understand um, weeds more too. That's what I was just in the sense say. that you can eat weeds and you can eat the root of like a dandelion root. Exactly. You can fry it up a flower. You can still eat as anything else. So you have to think about it as like everything that grows, we can eat except for stuff that doesn't taste good. Cause that's going to be poisonous. That was something that was mind blowing that I learned on a hike. There's a certain kind kind of berry on the West coast. That's famous. And I can't remember the mm-hmm. name of it. Is and that so, a, not a thimbleberry, but uh, a huckleberry. Yeah. Huckleberry. So there's so many berries out on the trails when you're out on the West coast. Yeah. So when you're eating them, you're like, oh my gosh, did I eat the right one? And the one that I ate, or ate, <laughs> the one that I ate when it was out on the trail in the sun, it grew like spikes. So I'd eaten this, like, and this is a three hour trail walk. Okay. I ate this in like probably the first 15, 20 minutes of it. And the whole rest of the hike, I'm panicking. I'm like, is this poisonous? Am I going to die here? But then I went and talked to a ranger and he said, he said that, did it taste bad? did you eat it and not want to consume it? And I said, no, it was really good. He said, no, it wasn't poisonous then. Because that's why bears know when something is poisonous, berries and stuff like that, is because it just doesn't taste good to them. So that was so mind-blowing to me is that the things that we shouldn't be eating just aren't tasting good. But we as humans, I think, over the years have learned that if you cook it, it could taste good though. And then there's certain types of mushrooms too that if you cook it too much or too little, it can be poisonous. So there's like... So it's just cool and it's fascinating. It makes you it realize is. that we can consume more than we think. It makes me think what, cause like, I don't know, but to, like everybody has a different palate, like when it comes to mm-hmm. foods too. And like you have those super tasters or like who just can't really eat many things. Mm-hmm. And for instance, you tried the, the dandelion root. And that tasted awful. Horrible. I would have, it was I horrible. Would have, if from Jenna's 
You would have thought that was poison. It, it's only you, berries, you, though. Oh, okay. It's that's only a, that's berries. a good. Yeah, that's, that's a good. So you know when you see okay. those like berries on the trees that are like, oh, that looks really good, especially here in Minnesota. Yeah, there's those little, there's and like, they look yeah. like mini cherries. Yep. If you were to put that in your mouth and taste it, those are poisonous. But if you were to put it in your mouth and taste, it's going to taste terrible. Interesting. Okay. So that, that's a good clarification. Yes. Again, yeah, and people don't go eating berries. No. I don't recommend Honestly, Jenna eat. and I just, when but, we go on hikes, we just eat berries along the way. And yeah. If they're good, great. If they're not. Then you spit it out. You spit, spit it out. It out. And that's you hilarious. Out. And you should be good. That's normally the rule with You berries. should be good. Yeah. <laughs> you should be good. I mean, oh, if you're yeah. not, like, yeah, at the end of, of the course. day. Because, yeah, yeah. like, there also is, who's the guy that was out on the bus? Into that, the wild. Yeah, into the wild. What was his yeah. name? Yeah. And his was over a type he, of leaf that he ate that was poisonous and it's because the um how, striations the were striations were opposite and he didn't look at the right striation yeah so like it's yeah, different yeah. when it comes to leaves and mushrooms and stuff like that but when it comes to berries that's why is because bears are probably not smart enough to remember right or they could remember yeah. or when they come out of the womb they're not like oh i know a berry to eat yeah it's so just they, oh that tastes like yeah shit. that I'm tastes like, and then they out. spit it out and then they know for the future i'm not going to eat that berry yeah interesting that's a that's a nice little tidbit right Absolutely. it's yeah. very fascinating when we learned that from the what are they called the Park he was ranger? A, yeah, a park, park ranger. ranger. He yeah. was the one that told us, and I go, "Really, actually?" And then he explained to me, "He's like, that's how it animals makes, know." Again, it's like goes back to like instincts. It goes to like just mm-hmm. how we are wired as animals, and makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. we also have to have. I think I'm why we have to have a certain amount of intelligence is because of the fact that we also eat everything. So there's some species that only eat some things yeah. and some types of. But we're so curious that I think that. That's why we've adapted to into the sense of like, there's a certain leaf that you're not supposed to yeah. eat. And there's certain things that we've learned over the years on what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. Hmm. Have you ever tried chicken of the woods? Chicken of the sea. Oh, there's chicken of the sea too? No. It's like a canned oh, yeah. garbage. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's garbage. Classic Vince yeah. canning. Canned, you canned fish. fish. Yeah, I eat my canned fish all the time. Like so, when you had us try like oysters. Had, yeah, oysters. Was. Hey, those oh. are good, man. Um, Chicken of the woods. I think I've heard of that, but no, I don't think I've, I've had that. We one. should try to. So it's only good for like a couple of weeks in okay. Minnesota, and then it just starts to go bad. Yeah. Um, but it's a very bright orange, like Mushroom. really bright Uh-oh. orange, almost like your mug. Like it's it looks okay. like it's supernatural when you're going by it, yeah. and it grows off of decaying material because it's fungus. Yeah, it's fungus. Yeah. Um. And we cooked it up and we put it into, we made like chicken. What's. We made basically chicken strips out of it. No, no, no. It wasn't chicken strips. What's it when you um, um, coat chicken in breadcrumbs and eggs and breadcrumbs and then you, you saute it. Or you fry it a little bit, and then you put it on pasta, red pasta. Oh, chicken parmesan. Oh, chicken parmesan. Yeah, so we made yeah. chicken parmesan with just that sounds chicken of the woods. Yeah. And it was so good, and it actually does like have this consistency that like doesn't taste like, yeah, meaty. Not the, yeah. not the like slimy, you know, kind of rubbery feeling that most mushrooms yeah. have. Um, but we made the mistake of like... Again, this is something we're not fearful of, but there was like maggot eggs in the food, which isn't bad if you cook it, right? It's only if you're like consuming the maggots, but we left one because we were like, oh, we found two. We'll make this one tonight. We'll make the other one another night. And we assumed it's just like any other 
you know, vegetable that you buy. And the next morning woke up and there were so many dead maggots in our fridge, oh, but they were dead because of the cold. Of cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was like, that's disgusting. and then yeah, we're like, Oh, we just ate their eggs. Oh, whatever. We'll be fine. But, um, uh, yeah, just, it was, gross. yeah, it was pretty gross. But <laughs> it tasted really good. We will say it was mushrooms it was are amazing. Cool. I love mushrooms Same. and it's there's like so many different kinds. So many different kinds. There's so many that are just delicious. There's so many that are just, so healthy for you and like that's what i love i love shiitake because like mm. super delicious and meaty but also super healthy like super cool health benefits like tied to them so but again like it's a, that's like one of those weird type things when you at least when i'm growing up i'm just knowing like mushrooms are dangerous yeah like, mushrooms are bad or you buy them from the grocery store and they're yep. good and then, but it's like, there's no, like there's so much, it's just like tea. It's just like herbs. It's just like, there's so many little variances and just like, especially on Colorado, we were camping, um, out in Colorado when we first started <laughs> dating and there was this guy that was going off about mushrooms that he knew about in Colorado. He was yeah. like, we have so many different kinds of mushrooms. Like we're so diverse here. Yeah. He said, there's one mushroom that you cook to the perfect temperature and it'll get you very high in some way. Whoa. But if you overcook it, it will kill you. <laughs> See, like that to me, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm willing to take those risks. Right? Me neither. Like that, that to me, it's like, okay, if there's a chance of death involved, yeah. like when it comes to like eating something, I don't need it that bad. No. You're like, I'll find like, something else. Especially yeah, you don't know, you know, like with and berries, yeah. you know, but it's like, I don't like, I want to, I want to go out into my yard and start picking my weeds yeah, and eating them as salads because I'm like, cool. there's garlic like, ones. But at the same time, I'm like, but then I think of into the wild and I'm like, what if I just oh, picked yeah. the wrong one? And then I'm done the next day and <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. know, you know what I mean? I know. But we also do, I wonder, cause he just didn't have medical attention. So I'm wondering if he could have been saved. So maybe I shouldn't fear it as much, especially in Minnesota, because we don't have yeah. much poisonous stuff in Minnesota because we don't have very high altitudes mm-hmm. and just stuff like that. So, and we just don't have, like, think about it. We just don't have anything that's poisonous. Like, no, our snakes aren't. Snakes what what would happen if you ate, like, um, poison ivy or, like, poison oak? Oh. Like, something that's inherently, like, bad. I got, <laughs> I got poison ivy on my legs last year, and I broke out into some, like, really bad. Um, it looked like herpes. Yeah, on his some, leg. like, really bad, like, Oof. what do you call Blisters. it? Blisters yeah, and yeah. stuff. So I'd imagine would that probably happen to your mouth and throat? Like, but I, I wonder what happens to so like you cook it exactly. Like stinging nettle is a is one that like you touch, it's gonna burn up your hands, gonna cause a bunch of irritation. Not as bad as I think like poison ivy or, or oak, but if you start to cook it, I make I love nettle tea. Like I make mm. nettle tea all the time. It Never, it's so it's super good for you. It's super really? healthy. Has like a bunch of magnesium and calcium in it, and like just really awesome health benefits. But obviously, if you touch the natural stuff, actually, I mean, it's not people who have like arthritis, they say actually touch it because it causes inflammation, which is like, oh, it brings blood to, but it brings yeah. the blood flow to your arthritis. So like they actually they kind of recommend like doing a little bit of therapy with stinging metal. Fascinating. Fascinating. But like that's one of those where once you cook it, it goes away. Yeah. So it's like, is that the same with something like that? Also, do they taste good? Is there any reason that you'd want poison ivy or poison oak? I mean, just the sound poison. Like, I don't want to eat that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. But also, um, something a lot of people don't know, especially being in Minnesota and the fact that our grocery stores just take care of us so well. But Mm -hmm. um, mango sap is very known to give you a rash. So when you take off a mango and there's just like that 
milky and it's really yeah, sticky. Yeah, yeah. So if you exactly get a mango and it's yeah. really sticky on the outside, wash it, wash your hands because we've had it read. It has gotten breakout his whole lip and then I'll get yeah. it on my hands and into my wrist because then as you're eating it, because we used to do it where you just peel it back <clears throat> yeah. and then you just bite at it. Yep, yep. And so then we had all the juice and the sap running down so your hands. hands. You're eating that. Yes, and, and it lasts for like a week. And so then you get like a does, rash and it doesn't hurt anything. Do you ever feel anything like no. on the inside? You can okay. eat I just the remember sap. like I had it in my mouth, my lips and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is tingling. Like what That's, is going on? Yeah. It tingles. That's but like that was interesting, and, then like and it can rash. itch too. Yeah, and it itched a little bit. I've never experienced that. Sierra, she says mango sometimes makes her mouth itchy. So that's and so why she just thought like she's like, oh, I might be like a little allergic mm-hmm. to it. It's probably it's, it's probably the sap. It yeah. is one hundred percent the sap. Interesting. Yeah. That's- so that's why you have to really clean it, and then the sap mainly comes from um where the where the tree or the connection was to the tree yes yeah, so the yeah. branch that's where the sap's gonna come out because mo- like think that's what trees do is when you break them yeah, they, then they release they the sap that, to protect, to protect themselves, themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that is fascinating so that'd be good for her to know because it always sucks when you find out that like you get occasionally she still eats she, she's funny she's like she eats that shit like all the time <laughs> mangoes are too good mangoes are so, so good. good i frozen mangoes i oh Dude, do you make, eat them plain or do you yeah. put it in something? No, like that? I just eat them plain. Dude, we make so many smoothies. Yeah, I would, but like, I just like, especially like, I come back from jujitsu, like, after a hard workout, and like, I'm always craving something sweet, mm, like, and, and cold. And you just up. pick it and just, mm, just sit there, enjoy that's a good. few pieces. That's awesome. We put so it, good. so we do it um, mango, frozen mango cubes, a banana. Um, and then orange juice. Oh, and amazing. it's so creamy because you don't yeah. add ice because yep, it's already no. frozen. Oh. oh, it's so I'm good. I'm about to smash one of those when you get home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. That sounds it's probably, probably mix up some tea into that too. Actually, okay. something I've, I've discovered, I have yet to try it. Um, with tea is instead of using ice cubes, if you want to make like an iced tea, you freeze some fruit. So like I have some frozen mm. raspberries. I want to make like a green tea pour it over the frozen raspberries and see oh, what wow. happens. Oh, wow. I bet that'd be That's pretty cool. fun. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm going to experiment, and I just ate all, all my frozen mango, but I would have I would have tried that, too. <laughs> that would be <laughs> good, I ate that too. last night. Yeah. That's uh, – Mango gives stuff. off some sort of a creaminess that is – It does. That you can't explain. No. Because, like, we've gotten, like, smoothies down in Mexico, too, and sometimes they blend it up, and I'm like, that looks like there's milk in there because we're lactose intolerant. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, so I have to go ask them. And I said, no, that's just kind of what the mangoes do. Is they yeah, make I think it look they frothy. have more creamy and frothiness to them. Mm. Mangoes are amazing, aren't they? They really are. Have you tried They're... the different types of mangoes too? No. So there's the ones that have the red, yellow, and green. Yep. It's kind of like the staple of what you imagine a mango yep. to be. Um, those are tough because even here in Minnesota, you feel like you can't always get the right one. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel ripe enough. Mangoes, I had a friend ask, like, how do you know if a mango is ripe? Think of it as, like, erase everything you know about fruits. If it's squishy, the better. And it can be overly squishy. If it, like, you squeeze it and it, like, juices all over your hand, that's too much. But, like, an avocado that you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so disgustingly squishy, that's what you want your mango to be like. Because it means there's more juice. But um, there's another kind, and it's a pure yellow one, and it's about the size of my hand, which I'm even smaller than my I've hand. I've seen and those. Pretty small. I've yeah. never tried one. Those yet. ones are so sweet and so good. And they have those the perfect amount of tartness, but I don't think they sell them here. 
Okay. But yeah. the, if you go to any other country and you see those, go to those. Well, ones. you say here, like United Minnesota. States. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. At least. I, yeah. You know, those, and I think it's because those go bad faster. And I don't think so you can pick yeah. them early because they're just, or maybe just Americans only know, or yeah, just they, the they northern, just don't know. they just yeah, don't yeah. know. Create a market yeah, them. they just don't know that those, because when you think of a mango, you think it's really cool how it's like pinkish oh, red color, yeah. going into, you know, and they're this beautiful. is just a very beautiful. plain really like banana no even richer like orangish yellow yeah that sounds pretty too they're yeah flavorful and, and they're beautiful yeah i huh. just love oh. tropical fruits like bananas and tropics are so much better and i like the little bananas yeah <laughs> those little dudes yeah are they, they're just bananas right have yeah. You, yeah. yeah and then have you tried the orange ones no or they're an orange casing i think they're in ecuador and i went up and i grabbed one and on the inside the banana is like red what reddish. it's like a it's a yeah, faint red is, yeah whoa. isn't that cool that's super and cool. i think they have it's it in chile. chile yeah yeah chile has it's like chile is like california but better in producing <laughs> okay it's so yeah. good okay and just produce pr- production yeah they just have the perfect um climate for yeah it. climate hmm. so good and you'll yeah. notice a lot of stuff that comes here is from chile oh yeah because I, I chile like is opposite that. yeah out from us because they're below the equator. So. Yeah, so and like they're when, summer. Mm-hmm. It's our winter here, so they can provide for us. Absolutely. That's Shout cool. out Chile. Thank you. Shout out Chile. You guys travel a lot. Yeah, love to. Where is it? I guess can you even list off all the places you've gone? Reed probably could. I can probably because Jenna's traveled way more than I have. I mean, I didn't got left the country until I met Jenna. But I've been to Chile. Did you know that? I did not. No, I, I hadn't left the country. He never until I left Jenna. the United States. You'd gone to like Hawaii, right? Yeah, I've been to Hawaii, I've been to Puerto Rico, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. nothing that wasn't. I've been all over the United States, but never left the actual country. Hmm. Not even. But once Canada. I met you, went to Chile, went to Brazil. Um, lived we lived in Mexico for three years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we traveled all over Mexico and that kind of stuff. Fun. It's phenomenal. Yeah, you guys go to Mexico so so much. Too. We do. We go to Mexico a lot. Mexico yeah. is like second home. That's, that's incredible. Mexico. And where again in Mexico? We spent a lot of time in Puerto Vallarta area. Yeah. So like it, Puerto Vallarta is in the Bay of Banderas. It's on the south side on the, of the Bay of Banderas. That's and, on the west side of Mexico. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Side. Yep. And then, but it's where we hang out is on the north side. It's a small fisherman's village. Um, it's a fisherman's village mixed with expats that are love to sing and go out. And, yeah. Um, and then it's a little town called La Cruz de Juanacoxtle. And the, mm, the one yeah. of Coxley is the type of wood that is oh, very that's prevalent. The cross there. of Juana Coxley wood. That's yeah. basically what the town's name means. Nice. And it's not a wood that we have here. So it's not really. So we spent, yeah, we spent a lot of time there. Yeah. Um, and just tra- kind of tra- travel all over the coast there and surf a whole bunch, basically. Yeah. 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 But mine is a little more extensive because I've been to Europe. Yeah, I was going to so, say, you didn't say anything. No, nah, I've never uh, been to Europe. Okay. No. One day we'll go. Yeah, I yeah. want to. Because it's more Western love, culture. It's. But so it's, unique. It's, it's super like, unique. And, yeah. and each country is its own. Different. So different. And that's what's so cool about it. And that's I why I say it. I don't know if I could count them. I have counted in the past, but I've been in more countries you, since then. So have you like kind of been all over Europe? Yeah, because I lived in Spain. Did you do like, a study abroad? Yeah, I did. Okay. I studied abroad in Madrid in Spain. And so I visited different areas of Spain. And then I visited. I had been to France before. Mm. Um, I went to like Poland. Um, I didn't, did I go to Switzerland? I went to Germany and then I went to, there's a little country right below Germany that I always forget the name of. Um, Wait, Germany. 
It's like they're uh, just a little, little pocket right on. Here's Germany, and it's just right down here. And I always forget the name, but it's where a Sound of Music was filmed. It's not Switzerland. No. No, pull up a map. Yeah, I'll do that for you. Um, and then Poland is very. I so I had a teacher growing up too that she was very into um, um, like Auschwitz and everything that happened there at the yeah. time, and um, she spent a good amount of the year of our social studies class teaching us about it. Okay. And so it was very, it, it hits me very hard because of just knowing everything and we've studied mm. it so much and I now have so much interest in it. So it was very, I don't want to say cool cause it wasn't a it's cool not, situation, yeah. right? It's not, but, but it was a very, it was a cool experience because it was yeah. something that I was finally able to do. And we went to a couple of different places in Poland yeah. Um, and I want to go to Switzerland still. Oh, yeah. Did okay. you find it? I Is it Luxembourg? No, it's um Austria. Austria. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. I've been to Austria. <laughs> cool. Right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a place. <laughs> Austria, Belgium, France, Spain, Portugal, London, Ireland, or United Kingdom, Ireland. Um, and then I want to say we were... Is Copenhagen in the Netherlands? Mm. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. Copenhagen was another one. And then my next goals, because I have a very uh, Scandinavian heritage. Okay. So my family and I want to go to Denmark, Norway, Sweden, yeah. Finland, and uh, view all those. Have you been to Iceland? No. I just know a lot of people go to Iceland, <laughs> especially recently. I think it's cheap. Oh, is it cheap to get there? I think that it's that cheap to get sense. there and then it's expensive. Well, like yeah, it is really that. cheap because that's on my way home from coming back. Yeah. That's where I stopped. And it was like in the airport, they had like amazing fresh seafood oh. that they were selling yeah. there. And I was so bummed because I was so excited. Someone said, you have to get like their sushi when you stop or get some Weird. of their like <laughs> fresh seafood. Yeah. So I'm in line waiting and I'm super excited. I'm about to get it. And I think I have a lot of time. And then all of a sudden I hear last call, Jenna, and they kind of, they kind of butchered my name. And, and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's me. So I had to book it and I had to drop oh, everything no. and book it. And I was so bummed because that was what everyone yeah. talked about is how good their airport food is. How good. How good. Go to Iceland for the airport. <laughs> if you're stopping in Iceland, I think I like specifically made it so I stopped there. And then I didn't even get oh, to try no. it. I was so bummed. That sucks. Right? Oh. Their airport food. Oh, it was that's, so good though. That's like uh, in Amsterdam, they have the little pancakes i forget what they're called uh, but there's like these little pancakes they serve like 20 of them oh, and they cool. just put like powdered sugar and butter that's all they serve with it right. no syrup or anything so good and like we got wow. them like in the airport we had time to go and explore amsterdam for like five hours too like on a, a layover mm-hmm. and we ended up like just hopping from like waffle shop to waffle shop just get like belgian waffles and oh, like different cool. belgian waffles are so good so the good crispy outside so like, good and they were so much better there. like just yeah. i don't know i'm like and maybe it's just because like oh i'm in the amsterdam like this is just a <laughs> cool streets, experience cobblestone streets. Yeah. yeah and this and it's weird though because you have to be careful because everywhere also sells weed and like weed infused mm-hmm. type Bang. so if you were like or don't if you don't want that you gotta and you make just sure. Get high all of a sudden make sure. Hey, I'll take the the waffles without the weed. Yeah, without without <laughs> the weed. Yeah, this, these pretty specific, but that's another beautiful. The architecture there, for, oh, no. phenomenal. I'm I love architecture. Yeah, like that's yeah. yeah. 
You and that's where me jealous of not have gone not yeah we should <laughs> have gone to well Europe, okay yeah. so you've seen a little bit of Europe though in Mexico because it was you know the people Spanish came over yeah. yeah and so it's cool because people think some people think that the Spanish architecture is like common Mexican Spanish architecture they think that that's Mexican architecture mm. and I'm like no 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 that's Spanish architecture and then they just added bright colors. You know, okay. so that's yeah. like those small or those really so, yeah, famous the, Mexican towns that the are details very. Yes, that's are Mexican, also, but the span or opposite. Oh, opposite. The colors are Mexican. The detail is Spanish, so from Spain's yeah. architecture. So okay. those like arches and all that kind of stuff. Mexican, like their stuff, is very. Um, like they're a develop, developing country right now. Yeah. But at one point they weren't. And so they weren't doing very well. And so theirs is more of indigenous. Yeah. That's what theirs comes from. So like their homes that they build now even are just brick. Not, well, some of them are brick, but they're um, block, like cement block. Okay. That's what they make their houses out of. And so it wasn't the Spanish architecture you see in Mexico is from Spain, not Mexico, but the bright colors that you see and those flags that's and that kind of stuff. That's, that's Mexican. Okay. So they're more of colorful kind of stuff. Yeah. And a lot more concrete based. So, Hmm. yeah. I like that. Yeah. But it's a very cool mixture. It is. Because Spanish has more of like the clay looking colors, whereas Mexico has these bright yellows, reds, oranges, blues, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mexico's are probably favorite. Yeah. yeah I, and that bay is known for being like one of the nicest cities. Okay. Um, just especially in Mexico. If you go to other places, you're like, oh, this just doesn't compare. Just the people. Like you when you go to I grew up thinking that all Mexicans were just super nice and friendly and as w- welcoming as the Bay of Bun. It's called the Bay of Banderas, which Banderas means flags. Okay. So it's essentially the Bay of Flags. Yeah. So it's a bunch of different people that have come together. That's and awesome. so it's a bunch of different people. And I don't know why, but I've just learned that they're just people are just so incredibly nice and so welcoming. Mm. And um, I mean, it is yeah. part of culture for you to say like, hola, amigo, or hola, primo, or like, you know, even if they're not your cousin. Yeah, like, hermano, you're like, primo, you know? like yeah. <laughs> but it's just... Uh... Yeah, exactly. It's just so welcoming and it was so Uh, fun. And that's how it still is down there. mm. I mean, you still get a little bit of localism out on the waves, but that's common just for surfing. Yeah. So, yeah. And when did you guys start surfing? Um, When we lived in Mexico, probably 2018. Mm -hmm. I think it was about 2018 we started surfing. Okay. Yeah. And just an addiction. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's just an addiction. It, it absolutely is. Was it like immediately an addiction? Yeah. Like- I mean, I grew up skateboarding, snowboarding, mm. uh, wakeboarding. I mean, anything with a board I had tried and, and loved. Um, but then, you know, I always loved going to the ocean on vacation as a kid. But yeah. then when we lived there and I was like, well, we should probably buy surfboards. So we bought surfboards and started surfing. And like the, the combination of like the extreme sport of like being on a wave on a board and like doing maneuvers and that kind of thing is like incredibly exhilarating and adrenaline filled, but then like just chilling in the ocean and like Mm. mountains and palm trees and sand beaches surrounding you. Like the combination of those two things was like, Holy moly, this is like in amazing, you know? And the water's warm and you can just chill. Like even if you don't, you're scared. 
you know, you're scared. It can be scary sometimes at yeah. first, you know, and then, but you're sitting out there and you're like, I could literally just sit here because you sitting on a surfboard makes you like what, three feet above the water. So you can see more too. So when you're out there, you'll see sea turtles popping up their heads. You'll oh. see manta rays sometimes going beneath you. You'll see whales jumping out in the distance. But if you get into the water and you're, eyes are right at yeah, you can't level. See you can't see anything but when you're sitting up on your board you can see so much and then you'll see even like dolphins um and then what's really cool is the birds love to ride the waves too in a way oh. so as a wave's like coming in it's like a roller you know and they'll touch their they'll fly parallel with the wave and they'll fly parallel so the wave's coming this way and they'll they'll touch their feathers on the wave really and then Pel- the, the pelicans pelicans will and that. some other birds will too is there a reason or just like are they having they just fun love they're it. just surfing and they'll that's go amazing. in a line they're addicted too. to it too that's man. amazing it's they're so crushing cool waves. they're crushing waves yeah and where we surf there's no sharks which people always never believe us with this but like the bay i don't know what it is i think it's just this weird it's kind of like the watering hole is how i like to describe it it's where all animals come to just like give birth most times. Mm. So whales like to teach their young. It's usually the mother teaching their young how to survive or just how to swim, how to jump, how to flap their fins and stuff and their tail. Um, And then sharks. So it's funny because not a lot of tourists know this, but the most touristy area is called Nuevo Vallarta. So it's like new Vallarta. And at the end of this beautiful beach, there's a huge trench. Mm. And that's where hammerhead sharks like to lay their babies. And then their hammerhead Mm. sharks, the sharks will leave. And then their hammerhead sharks, the sharks will come out and just go back out into the ocean. But we've never seen in like my parents have owned property down there for about 18 or 19 years at this point. And even people that lived there for 25 years and the original people that have lived there have said, we have never seen a shark. And there's never been a shark attack. That's right. Isn't that cool? (laughs) That's that's nice. It's nice. It's really it's such a it's such a fear for people who don't know. Again, this is like going back to the fear of the unknown. Yeah. And like in nature, you don't know. And people think ocean and everywhere there's sharks. Yeah. If you don't know everywhere. And you think ocean sharks. It's like I went the only time I've gone surfing was in Ireland. No sharks. It's too cold. Uh-huh. Like they're like, oh yeah, like there's like nothing actually here. <laughs> it's like it's it's just too cold for anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's just weird. Like you find these beautiful little pockets that are don't have it. Yeah, and and again, not that sharks are really that bad. Like they're no, no. The you amount, hear dude, yeah. the the amount of shark attacks that are actually happen. Yeah, is so slim. So, so slim. slim. There's dudes that have surfed for fifty years and. Never encountered a shark surfing. Exactly. It's the the chances are slow. I mean, I think it's a it's a higher chance to get struck by lightning than get attacked by a shark. Yeah, we just hear the horror stories. Do you not just like you get scared when you walk outside? Right. You know, like when it's like raining, yeah, or Um, like driving a car, or like it's just totally mental. Um, But you had that fear of the ocean when we first started. Oh, I still do for sure too. Yeah, Yeah. but it clicked for you one day. Yeah, I mean, being a Midwestern kid and never really grown up by the ocean, and only really visiting it when I went on vacation. um, Yeah, I got to this point where you know we had started surfing, we had been living by the ocean, and I'd been swimming in it a ton, but like still kind of had like that little bit of fear in me where I was like, ah, you know, I don't want to go too far. I don't want to go, you know, too deep and that kind of thing. But one day I just, we were out swimming at a beach. It was a really 
sandy, sandy, you know, bottom. ocean bottom. And I just swam out really far, probably went down about 12, 14 feet and just sat on the bottom of the ocean for as long as I could yeah. and just had this like peaceful moment with the ocean. And like, I granted it and said like, Hey, I respect you and how powerful you are and what you contain. Um, and you know, I respect that, but I would love to, you know, enjoy, enjoy it, yeah. enjoy it as much as I can. And ever since then, I've never really feared the ocean. You don't Amazing. realize how powerful the ocean is until you surf. Like just yeah. the waves, right? Cause oh, you'll, be, waves, yeah. you'll be like at a resort and there's waves and you just think it's oh, such it's a beautiful pretty, yeah, sound. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It sounds no. nice. And then when you get too. rocked by a wave and then, you know, <laughs> with long hair is another thing too, where I'll get rocked by a wave and I'll come You're up choking on your own hair. Yeah. And like, well, it's kind of like, what is it? Waterboarding, you know, where there's oh, like, no, yeah, they like hold the rag over it. Yeah. My hair is like over my face and I try to breathe in because I've been pinned down by the wave and I'm finally oh, like, okay, man. surface. And then I'm like, Oh, I still can't breathe. And then, <laughs> and then the oh, it just doesn't allow for it. Oh, no. Yeah. So, was, so you don't like tie it back or anything? No. And, but now I've been wearing lately a bucket hat and it's been fun because then it's kind oh. of like my look. Yeah. You know, style. It's your style. Yeah. yeah it's I like, like, you don't see many bucket hats on there. No. People are like, who's that pro out there in the bucket hat? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's Jenna Canute. Yeah. Some weird. I don't know. She's pro. She's pro. Yeah. She's pro. Yeah, so that's my new little, and it helps too because I don't know. You try to protect your face from the sun. Yeah, like you I, yeah, out strong. there, I'm sure you get. And you get the reflection and, off of, and yeah. that can be really hard when you're surfing when you can't see. So, and yeah. I have very um, sensitive eyes. So, especially yeah. having blue eyes and stuff. But so. like protecting yourself from like, uh, you know, powerful water like the ocean, like Lake Superior, we surf up there too. Yep. Every time we come into Duluth, we play the song "The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald" by Gordon Lightfoot. Have you ever it's heard basically, that song? I don't think so. You should all listen to it today. It's a folk tale. It's not even a tale. It's a folk story yep. about um, a wreck of a big, um, you know, cargo ship yeah. on oh, Lake Superior mm-hmm. during a, a very severe like November storm. Yeah, and we play that song every time we drive into the Luth on our way up the North Shore to go surf because. Like I said, with the ocean, it's just like a respect of like, you are a very powerful body of water. I respect that. And, you know, I just need to remind myself of that before I get into the water. Because the waves can get overhead yeah. on Lake Superior, which is mind blowing. foot waves. Like yeah. Superior. Yeah. That's, I mean, people don't know that. I didn't know that until you guys mm-hmm. really. And it's just fascinating. Like, again, I was telling you guys last week or whenever we hung out and about like, I forget because like I grew up in Illinois, like Wisconsin, the whole Midwest. And so I'm, I've been surrounded by the great lakes my whole life. I forget how truly great they are. Like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like, they are tiny oceans, like yeah. in the middle of this, of, of land. Yeah. yeah. Of mm-hmm. And it's just, it's fascinating and it's scary. I mean, my uncle's had a, a boat get sunk out on the, on Lake yeah. Michigan. Like I've, I've just heard enough stories like that you were just explaining like a, these are things that you need to respect, honor, because they are powerful. Yeah. And, right. and, and I, and I yeah. think when you respect it and take that time to like sit there and respect it and say, holy moly, it is super powerful. Yeah. Um, it allows you to enjoy it more. Cause like I get out there and when I get crushed by waves, when I, I go over the falls on a wave, but I get a wave on top of my head. I just laugh now. Yeah. Like I think it's so, to. I think yeah, it's oh, so yeah. fun to be like, 
in the peril of like the crashing waves and be like in the miserable part of it all. Like that's when people would panic. I laugh now. Yeah. Like yeah. I think it's just so fun. That's and good. And people are like, dude, this guy is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, no, this is amazing. This is part of surfing. This is part of the journey. And this is part of like being in nature. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but it takes that respect and taking that time to respect the ocean or a great lake. And you do it um, when? In the winter time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like in northern Minnesota, basically Canada. Usually the, January, February, March, right? Those are like the best times yeah. to go. And, and a little usually, bit into May. And usually the worst, the best time to go is when the conditions are the worst. So during a gale storm, so yeah. it's above 20 knot winds and, you know, do you know what snow? Not, yeah, I was like, what is that? Translates to like miles per hour. I don't know miles per hour, but it's okay. Um, but it's usually the most miserable conditions we go out on because lakes, the lakes appear when the waves happen is when the snowstorms come. So yep. it's the wind and the swell and the pressure. So yeah, usually sleeting. you get sleeting snow in your eyeballs and it's, I mean, sometimes below zero, all that <laughs> kind of stuff, but we're out there surfing, having a blast. I love that. Yeah. I, I, mean, I like feel like I just, it scares me. I would love to go though, because like at one, I just want to go experience that. And just you guys hearing your excitement around it. It's something I feel like I'm like, all right, I just need to try it. Well, yeah. And I'll say like it's, when we first started, because that water is usually about 34 degrees. Yeah. When you go out. Oh, yeah. Super time. freezing. Yeah. So freezing water, terrible conditions. It's, it's, like um it's not salt water so yeah. it's it's just you know which it's not as fresh buoyant. water so it's not as buoyant yeah, that makes sense so mm-hmm. the, the, when we that first went out there like i definitely panicked like i mm-hmm. i definitely had some times where i panicked so i was like i've never been in water this cold i've never <laughs> yeah you had done all this stuff that, yeah but now that i'm in my second season of it i i'm so much more comfortable out there and i i almost like crave those conditions mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, and and and, and laugh at it and enjoy it and mm. but it definitely took a lot of time of like experimenting with it trying it out in different scenarios and like just getting comfortable in getting those conditions. pinned because you get pinned right like yeah. think about the pressure the push of that wave collapsing when you get pinned underwater and it is 34 degrees there is a slight moment where you think I am going to die. Yeah, I am going to die, I, and I've had to take I that moment. That. Yeah, and yeah, you like, I was like, to do your... I was like, I jump in cold water with yeah. no pinning. Yeah, and think, oh, I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> and all I have to do is just stand up. Yeah. <laughs> there, you can't stand up. Uh-uh. You have to wait until like it's done, and up, then yeah. it's gonna let you back up. And yeah. then you're just like, so that that panic. Cold water, yeah. The what I tell people when they go, I'm obviously this is a very mild version of what you guys do. Go in cold water. I'm like, breathe. That's all mm-hmm. you can do is just breathe and enjoy the sensation. Because once you get through it, trust me, you can stay in there for like ten minutes plus, like if you yeah. if you want. Um, so it's the same way. You, you just gotta. I'm not gonna die. Mm-hmm. Enjoy enjoy this moment. Because I'm gonna come back up and we're yeah. gonna laugh about it <laughs> or something. That'd be like good that. training for going out into what he does. Yeah, yeah. what you do out, yeah. out and when you guys yeah. go do like your your lake soaks in the winter time and stuff, it's yeah. great training for what we do up in like Lake Superior. Because mm-hmm. and you guys obviously have the your wetsuits and yeah. stuff like that. So that's uh, do those help? Yeah, yes. like, I can okay. be in the water for about two hours. Yeah, so like, is, obviously, yeah, yeah. I was if like, you, I get in a bathing suit. So <laughs> it's, uh, I'm in there for 15 minutes max and yeah. then I have to get out. Because yeah. it's the point, like, I've touched the water. You kind of forget how cold it is because then you touch the water with your bare hands 
and it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Especially the appendages. Yeah. Those are the first to go always. Yeah. And that's what happens in my wetsuit is my feet are the first to go. For, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they fill up with water. And, and they're frozen like, by the end. And, I'm and like, like, like the worst part is you're going on these rock beaches and it's not small oh, yeah, rocks. It's are, big rocks. It's like a bowling terrible. ball rock. <laughs> and you're trying to walk with freezing feet oh and trying to walk back to safety but you're getting hit by waves yeah again worst conditions yeah like, and so you're getting hit a, by waves oh, your board man. is being blown in the wind which is also not giving you balance so you get out of the water yeah. sometimes that the hardest part and then also is there's a current out there yep. that brings yep. you out to into the water deeper so you constantly are paddling. It is a whole different ball game. Out there. Yeah, they're actually not selling this on me anymore. <laughs> but that's just like lake surfing is not for a lot of people. Whereas, yeah. um, like surfing out in the ocean, really anyone can do it because you can nice. just sit out there. And I mean, still you're going to get wrecked, but at least you're at least warm you're water. yeah warm water. And they can go a- lay on the beach and uh, sip a pina colada or something. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're uh, shout out Joe Johnson breaking noses, right? Yeah, yeah right. Sorry, right, Jenna. Sorry, sorry, sorry Joe. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> you guys ever get any in any accidents out there? Uh, Joe Johnson broke his nose surfing with us. Have we ever had any bad? Yeah, have you guys accidents? ever had any injuries no. or something? Um, it's I, I've hit some rocks and gotten like scraped up and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, what's the sea urchin? Oh, I think I, oh, you got jellyfish things. Oh, I get them all the time. Yeah, I think I remember hearing this. Like, right? Like, you fell into a whole, like, school what is of it? them. A swarm? A pod? No, pod whales. I think it's a swarm of them or something like that. Yeah, and my legs were terrible. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds. Up and there. then you made uh, your lovely husband. Um, <laughs> well, the, what they, say, what they right? say with jellyfish stings is pee helps. It helps cleanse it because like pee. Is no, sterile. but that's such a rumor. And we tried it; it did not. What actually is great, sort. which yeah. I did not. So, if you look it up, they say get into hot water. It is the it's most excruciating, excruciating yeah. thing because I have never. I felt the best way to describe it is like I got a glimpse of what it's like being addicted. Like that's what it feels like because you're addicted so, to what? Whoa, just addicted. it's <laughs> an addiction what? Okay. because you are in this water and it it's just so bad to the point in which you cannot control yourself. Like I was oh, ready to yep, itch yep, it yep. to the point I was like, I'm going to bleed. And I just kept and just scratching can't, yep. it and I just okay. kept scratching it. And I was I like, I'm going to bleed. And I had to like tense my body up with my hands yeah. and like, hold on to something like hold on to my hands and be like don't Feel, do it yeah, just, you yeah. know don't do it and that was like the weirdest feeling because i've never had a sense of like feeling addicted to like, anything i don't have control right now. i don't like, have I, control of my body yes like, i, I cannot, need to I do need this, this. Yeah. so i learned that you can do a more mild version this actually works it's just doing warm water and you soak it with vinegar so you have a little oh, bit of vinegar, sounds, but it doesn't sting. Sounds, oh, really? It does. It, it might sting a little bit because of you scratching. So if yeah. you scratch it a lot, it'll sting. But you put it in and you wait for 10, 15 minutes and you have to soak your body. So you can do it in a tub or if it's just an arm, you can just – I was like kneeling in a bucket and having to like hold myself up at one point. Um, I remember that. Yeah. And that, but, but I the first time I had it, it lasted for like two and a half weeks. Oh, okay. no. Of like itching and always scratching it and stuff like that. And then I did this. It lasted three days. When you use the vinegar. When I use the vinegar. And, okay. And every time that I would start to get, um, it would itch really badly. 
I would just go do it. And I did it sometimes at like two o'clock in the morning. And I would just sit there for 15 minutes. And then I'd get back into bed because the sheets, you know, touching it would irritate because that's what it is. It's irritation. Yeah. So then that would soothe the irritation. Mm. And it was amazing. And I got, now I'm not afraid of getting stung before I was. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably the worst sunset we've had. And I get it a lot. I've talked to my friends that live down there and they're like, yeah, I've gotten it. It's just been like one little one in my arm. And then I'm like, well, look at my legs right now. Like it wrapped fully around my leg. Oh my. And don't, so correct me if I'm wrong, but jellyfish, they like hook into you. It's essentially like little barbs. barbs. Yeah. It's like a barbed wire. Like just like. Yeah. latches into you and so when you pull them off you, it just like rips skin like they, but on like a micro scale they right? say that you can see the barbs and that you're supposed to look for them instead oh, of pull them like because it itches right away when you get stung i bet yeah. it feels like stinging and it itches and so you're not supposed to like itch or you're not supposed to like your instinct when you get hit by it is to like rub it off like rip quickly rub it off and, and you're not it, supposed to do it you're uh, supposed to look for barbs but that's why soaking it with warm water is because it opens up, opens pores. up the pores. And then I think the vinegar the... helps see, soothe it. Um, oh, but man. yeah. And then, Sounds terrible. but the weirdest part of it <laughs> is that after you get stung, you get out of the water, it goes away. The pain does, but it comes back the next morning and it's worse. Ooh, that's the part. But some people don't have a problem with it. No, I mean, I got it once and it wasn't too bad for me. No. It lasted for a little bit. There was a girl I talked to that got it um, wrapped around her torso. So she couldn't lay in bed front or back. So she had to lay positioned perfectly on her side. She couldn't wear a bra. She couldn't do anything because it hurt so much. I was lucky to have it on my legs because I could wear shorts. Yeah. You know, but you couldn't have anything rubbing on it. Yeah, it would just cause so much irritation and pain. Yeah, and jelly jellyfish is a sea turtle's food. So sometimes I'll see a sea turtle, and I'm like, Oh no, oh, yeah, no. It means jellyfish you know? are probably around. <laughs> jellyfish are around. Whereas oh, other yeah. people are like, Oh, beautiful like, yeah. sea turtle, and I'm like, No, 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 yeah, I'm not going means, over there. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and apparently they like. Um, I think is it they like one or the other. I can't remember if it's cold or hot or warm water. Um, but this, I got it at a time in which I shouldn't have. So oh. they still come in. I think they just come in by the tides. The tide brings them in, and it could be a different type They just of float around. Yeah. Jellyfish are wild. Yeah. yeah. That's like another alien type. Right. Like, right? like they exist, but Sasquatch doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing back Sasquatch. <laughs> We're not done with that conversation. <laughs> maybe one day we'll see one. Yeah, I maybe. Think so. That'd be sweet. That would be. Yeah. So you guys are realtors. Yeah, I know it's like the last thing we're talking about. I know, I know, because yeah, (laughs) but I we got we got a beautiful day to enjoy on the boat. But but I definitely want to. I mean, you guys helped me buy this beautiful home that we're here recording the Team Eagles podcast in, and it's. I think for people, anybody who's interested in like buying a home for the first time, very scary process because there's so much unknown and like when it's laid out for you, it's not like, Oh, you just go, you make an offer and you have a home. There's like so many steps, but you guys do a really good job at breaking that down into like what? 10, 12 steps. 10 steps. 10 steps. Yeah. 10 step process. And it's like, it's literally just like a checklist. Like, okay, this one's done. Now we move on to the next one. And it's, it was like a really easy process and you guys helped me find it in what a month and a half two months at the most i don't think it took us too long it was super yeah and in this market but i mean what i guess one what got you into real estate like Mm. 
it's a great question. So backstory a little bit. I grew up, um, my parents sell, my dad actually now, they're still together, but my dad took over this end of it. Um, he sells computer software. So okay. it's like a integrated software where everything for contractors is all put together. Okay. So this is builders, contractors, this is commercial, residential builders. Think about Lennar, think about, you know, all these builders, stuff like that. He does more small scale now, but it's their accounting, it's their estimating for all their stuff. It's all together in one system. So he's created that. So I grew up with that surrounding me. And then my mom started renting out vacation rentals. Okay. Um, so she did it. She owns rentals in Minnesota and then she used to own more in Mexico. And that's what made me live down in Mexico mm. um, was she had bought rent property down there. We moved down there to get the business started. We bought more property, but we, it's really them, of course. But, um, yeah, and parents. then, yeah, my parents. <laughs> and then they owned some in um, Wisconsin too. Okay. It's like um, cabin stuff. So with that background, I always had my parents talking about it. And my mom, since I was young, was always like, Donna, you're going to own a duplex as your first home. Like that'll help you pay off your mortgage. Mm -hmm. Don't know where everyone else got taught that around the same time, because now duplexes are insanely popular, whereas uh, they weren't at I mean, first like time. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, It was just the market was stupid. I couldn't like offers like 30, 40 thousand over yeah like and i'm like i just don't feel comfortable with that i think your very like last chance would be maybe in 2019 to get one dude, like yeah, unless you like, have like cash. that's when it wasn't too crazy no but it was it's, getting crazy even then yeah you know it's a, it's a wild market but it's i get it and it makes sense like you guys said it just makes sense you don't pay a mortgage like if yeah. you do it right you have someone else paying your mortgage and it's that's sweet, but sorry. But now it's to the point where you can't even pay off, cover your like, mortgage. Well, if you're putting on such a high or such a high offer, now your mortgage is crazy, and yeah, that's and yeah, yeah. Yourself. So I wonder yeah. where that's gonna go. But um, so then when we were living in Mexico, we knew we were gonna come home, and we knew we wanted to buy a place because we knew we'd be here for a while. Well, and what were you and I doing in Mexico? We, we were, were doing, taking care of your parents' property. Yes. Yeah, you guys were. Yeah. So we did all the maintenance, property and management, all of our. Yeah, we did, we did took care of guests. We took care of the properties, managed, managed our employees, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And even yeah. in Chile, we were working at a hostel where we learned stuff too there Maybe. that helped us towards our vacation rentals and our vacation rentals got us closer to then what we're doing now. So when we were down there, I was like, Reed, I really want to buy a place and I'm terrible at online education. I need to be in a classroom. So I was like, do you mind taking the course so that we can buy real estate? Okay. Um, she, she wanted basically you and your mom looked at me and said, well, one of us needs to get a real estate license. And everybody looked at me and so I said, okay. So I bought some online <laughs> real estate courses. I was like, all right, bought them for three or four months and never did anything with them. No, you were barely doing them. And then we started, you started to again. And then I was like, well, why am I not doing this? Like yeah. I've always wanted to be in real estate. I grew up surrounded by it. I was reviewing contracts for my parents because I spoke Spanish. So I would recreate their contracts in Spanish yeah. like that. I was just so used to it. Um, and then, so I was like, well, this is stupid. I'm just going to go do it. So I actually ended up finishing my classes before. before. <laughs> <laughs> and then he joined on and we started out at a brokerage out in Stillwater. It was a small brokerage. Um, and then we realized just how much we wanted to grow and learn and we wanted high energy. And so that's where we started working with his cousins who are insane high energy. They just have 
they just have one of those brilliant minds that just works so fast and they're always creating stuff. Like Reed said, growing up, they would create games, like different types of baseball games for themselves. Okay. And like they always, splash ball, I think was one. No. So it was one of those balls that you can use in the water yeah. and it absorbs. So that was one of the ones that they used. They basically created a tiny baseball field in the backyard. They had fences, they had Whoa. diamond dust, everything, but you'd use a yellow wiffle ball bat, so yep. the skinny ones. And and un, the uh, a, a splashed ball, but it, it had it, it could have never have touched water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, change, yeah. Exactly. So that's what they would use for it, and it's like this tiny little baseball game. It's like they were just creative. creative. Yeah, yeah, they're very creative, that's and they're amazing. very high that. energy. Love it. And yeah. they're always doing something, and so we knew even. And the whole team is young, so we don't. I don't think any of us reach forty, except for our um, transaction coordinator. Okay. Um, we used to have someone that was in their fifties. But it's just a very young, high energy, constantly trying to figure out, okay, how can we tackle this? Mm -hmm. And that's why, honestly, and I, I felt really bad for especially COVID, but, and now people are even struggling where a lot of people are losing out on stuff, especially this year. Yeah. Last year was bad. This year is even worse. And we're still getting, yeah, home 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 Um, we're getting people still into houses in seven days like down that was our record that we hit i hit eight reed hit seven this year like first, and first that was first seven offer days. seven days mine was first Wait, offer to close even no oh i was like well, that's just that doesn't doesn't but we had that's, seen posts where this yeah. one um like funny account for real estate agents asked like what's the most offers you put on houses and it was insane reading like 50 100 and some of them i was like are they even serious like i thought that was a joke yeah. but i think that it actually is happening for people but for our team we don't struggle with that that's amazing we just don't we just know what we need to do it's not all about price there's so many different terms and it's not even all what's on the contract it goes so much further. It goes with relationships. It goes with mm-hmm. negotiating tactics. It goes so much further than what people think. And we're huge on educating. So I don't know. You noticed this when you were walking through the house with Reed is we try to educate our buyers. So there's not really as much of a chance for an inspection, but you already mostly know what we're going to find during inspection other yeah. than the things we can't see. Yep. And that's part of it is it's just like, how can we always make this process better? How can we make it more competitive in this market? How can we do all this stuff? Because it gets tough for people, right? Yes. And we've talked to people that have that aren't working with us, that are friends who have other friends that are in real estate. And they're like, I'm always losing. I've submitted so many offers. Mm. And I think the most this year, last year, it was like four. This mm-hmm. year, it's, I think, seven offers is, or eight offers is the most we've ever had to do this mm. year. That's um, amazing. Yeah. And so it's just that's how we got joined on with the team, too. And we have more opportunity to expand, too, with EXP Realty. They're an awesome company that's changing. They're making everyone hate them. You know how when there's a new company and yeah. they change all the rules, like a lot of other brokerages hate EXP because it's just it's, it's cheaper for yeah. agents. Um, more There's still a lot of resources. Um, there's more ways to make money through the company, um, which, and they're just really good at advertising it because the agents love it. Yeah. You know, you don't, they don't do any advertisements. You don't see it, but mm-hmm. it's slowly growing. But to answer your question, a short, yeah, short answer was how we got into real estate. <laughs> oh yeah. I, we, I, we, I go we, on. We had, I love it. No, we it's we had a background in housing for Mexico because we just took care of houses and yeah. we came home, looked at each other and we're like, well, what should we do? 
And we're like, well, we know houses. So why yeah. Well, actually, no, it was because we wanted to buy a house and we got our license because of that. And then we were like, wait, we should actually do this. We're Dude, good at this. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are. You yeah. guys are good at this. <laughs> and it's, again, like I even talking with the people I bought this house from, she, like the, the wife, she, her and I talked and she was saying like, talking about like her real estate and like I was giving her advice from what you guys <laughs> taught me and you're a first and time she, home buyer and I, yeah and I'm a first time home buyer I'm like telling her like well this is like what what Reed like was kind of telling me and she's like oh that actually wasn't even an option like like about huh. like even like the sewer um, like the the sewer line problem. She, I, I don't think they did a sewer line they did inspection not. yeah they, they didn't, they didn't even know it. about it like they didn't know like they didn't even know that was a thing and then it's like something that I I find, and we find that there's actually a problem. It helps us yeah. shave money off my, off my, my um yeah yeah you alone. save money which is exactly issues this year, like. and it's like so clearly there's a difference in what mm-hmm. you guys are doing, which is awesome. And for first time home buyers, it's like I said, it's a scary thing. But now I feel more confident, even if like I were to move out of the state, I would feel more confident working with another real estate agent just because like. It's like, well, no, I worked with these guys and they taught me a lot different. Yeah. And yeah. I and or if anything, just be able to call you guys up being like, this guy's a schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? we, we literally had somebody last year yeah. call us for like, hey, this guy's doing this. Is this good or bad? Yeah. Exactly. And then she's working with the agent and we're like, he shouldn't be doing that. And she's like, Oh, I kind of thought that. And then she came and worked with us and we crushed it. There's, just, <laughs> yeah. there's so many different types it. of agents because there's people that do it part time. Those yeah. are the worst. Oh, I those bet. are the worst. Those are part time people. And it's like would you trust a doctor that works at Starbucks in his free <laughs> yeah, time? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, or like works that like as dedicated. his main job because a lot of people fear it because yeah. it's, it's you start off with nothing. Yeah. You don't make a base salary and then make off of that. It's purely commission. And so then there's also the people that just produce just for commission, right? And then there's the educators like ourselves. And I think those are, and that's not just us. There's a lot of other people out there, but the educators are the best. But finding those. They're so great. Yes. Um, And then there's also just like people that just have wanted to try to get into it and then they just get out of it. Yeah. So, and there's, and then there's people that have just done it for a really long time. And these are the ones that we always laugh at. It's the people that have done it for a really long time. And you're like, that doesn't mean that you're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's you like, fall into bad habits and then you yeah. just, those are your habits. Yeah. Those you are know. your habits. Yeah. And it's funny because people say that to us and they'll choose other people that are older, that are more yeah. experienced. And I always laugh because I'm like, how long, you know, you think they've probably been in the business for 20, 25 years. I'm like, okay, Think about your corporate job. How much do you trust the people that have been there that haven't gotten better and are still producing the same amount that they did 20 years ago? Yeah. How are you trusting them? Are uh-huh. you trusting the people that you work with that are in their 60s, 70s, 50s that have been doing and haven't moved up? Yeah. You know, plateaued for the last what twenty years? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly. It's a long plateau. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> plateau. So it's yeah. kind of the same concept, and it's funny because you'll get those same people on the phone, and they're like, "You'll try to tell them," and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, I've been in the business for twenty years," and we're like, "That has nothing to do with this conversation." <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's pretty funny, but it's very entertaining, and it's great stories, and we've been able to laugh a lot about the stuff that we've That's come across, funny. and mm-hmm. it's fun because we find more enjoyment in us being able to purchase properties too. Yeah. Um, and it's more satisfying and we know everything, not everything, but we know a lot more than we ever did. And we're just like, this is so cool. Let's continue doing this. Mm-hmm. Let's keep educating ourselves because I've learned every day 
that there's something new. And I'll, I'll go to, like, I went to an inspection yesterday and I learned something and I called Rita, I go, you won't believe what I just learned. Yeah. And it's about a dryer and a fuse in a dryer. And Reed's like, that's so cool. I didn't know that. And it's like anyone else listening to the conversation yeah. is like, not cool at all, you know, yeah. but we just find so much fascination. In it. And I think that's what we do is we just get really passionate about the stuff that we do. Um, and we try to go all out and at our best. That's good. Um, yeah. So even if it does evolve into something else, it, we've learned that you can't be too serious about your decisions. Mm. Does that make sense? So like our decision to live in Chile, that a lot of people come up to us and they say, I would love to have done what you guys have done. I would love to have gone, traveled the world. And it's like, you don't, it doesn't have to be a big decision. Like this doesn't have to be permanent. It's not like you quit your job and you're never going to be able to have that job again. Mm-hmm. You, you'll realize that every decision you make doesn't have to be so serious because it will evolve into something else. Us yeah. leaving the country for three years, we came back and I had learned things that you're like, wait, you learned that. And that apply you apply having worked at a hostel, like at a bar in a hostel serving people beer. And now you're going to relate that to real estate. Yeah. Like what, you know, it's wild. And like, man, I think that's like such a, I, I, I do like that idea of not taking things seriously and like too seriously to a point. I've, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the term or the phrase um, paralysis by analysis mm-hmm. it's like where you just don't act because you're just so you're going through the minutia of every little decision where it's like act and adapt. So just, just adapt to what the situation throws at you. Like mm-hmm. that's all the best things that have happened in my life have been just like more like an idea comes to me. I don't know what it is or what it's going to entail, but mm-hmm. just following Do it. it, doing it and then working with that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, le- you learn so much. Exactly. And you learn by, by experience. And that's exactly. what you're doing with um, the fact that you're now going to be making tea is I feel like you just haven't, you don't have to f- make everything. You know, if you're going to start selling tea, you don't need to make a website. You don't need to make a brand right away. You don't need to do all this stuff right away and have it be perfect. But that's the, that's the idea in the States because you see all these restaurants popping up or these businesses, Mm -hmm. they already have their logo, their branding, their marketing, their, you know, accounting, they have everything. Like it seems like perfect. Right. But if you're in an an individual and you're starting without an investor or anything like that, you can start so small and just, and sometimes it's hard because I'm not a very creative person. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to like start a small business and like, you know, creating something like what you're doing and stuff. But my brain just like, it just, it's like a fart. It just like just goes <laughs> and it's just gone, you know? And so real estate's really good for me because I can just learn. And I'm very good at learning and mm-hmm. getting really involved in that, but I'm not good at making products themselves. So I'm very good at the service part of it, um, but I'm not good at the product. And so you just have to do look at what you do on yeah. a day to day or even the things that you're kind of embarrassed that you like look <laughs> yeah. at a lot. Like if um, you're very into like, you know, tea and you're like weirdly looking into tea and what are the good and bad qualities and what are the antioxidants and all this stuff. And sometimes you might be like embarrassed if someone came in the room and saw you browsing on the internet for the last three <laughs> hours. Some people get embarrassed that they get sucked into things. Yeah. Oh, rabbit, I love rabbit holes. Right. Yeah. But you have to look at those and be like, oh, maybe I could turn that into a business on what I know. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. And like I, now it's like I'm for, because of doing the podcast and because of like making TikToks and Instagram posts, 
everything I do, I'm like, oh, this can, this is content. Right? Like, someone get the camera out. <laughs> Where's my microphone? <laughs> this is this is a good conversation. Hold the thought. Let me record this where's real quick. Camera? Yeah, where's my camera? Yeah. I need someone following me at all the time. But it's like, yeah, like, also now you have this like mindset shift where I get ideas like all the time now. Especially yeah. in, re- in regards to tea. Things are just popping into my mind like yeah. all the time. And now it's just like, okay, some of them are stupid. I'm like, eh, it's going to take more effort than it is actually going to return mm-hmm. anything. Others are like, ooh, that's really cool. Maybe not right now. Let's work on it. But like, this is a good idea to keep in the we'll back file pocket. It yeah, we'll file it away. We'll, we'll revisit in like a couple months and oh. see what happens. Or here. even stuff and, that. Sorry. Keep no, going. no, that's all. Even stuff that you're um, self conscious about. That, yes, that's that important. you think is a like one example. I had we have a marketing coordinator, and every so often I try to connect with her mm-hmm. and try to talk to her about ideas on what to post. Cause I, again, not creative, but she helps me just like, what did you do this weekend? So I told her, I was like, oh, I literally didn't do anything really great. You know, it's like mostly real estate cause we're always just showing houses. And I told her that I started, I've been trying to work on my hair because ever since we traveled to the West coast and especially living in Mexico, salt water takes all of every bit, every like humidity and all nutrients out of your hair. Mm. And so my hair, I've never had tangly hair. And now I do. I get rat's nest all the time. Mm-hmm. And I told her like, oh, I just bought, I did a ton of research when Reed was gone and I researched stuff that would be good for my hair. And she goes, Jenna, I want to tell you something. You, when people see your hair, and she said, even me, I'm like, oh my gosh, your hair is glorious. It's beautiful. Hmm. I love it so much. I wish I had hair like you. And she goes, you just talking about what you've been trying to do is going to make people so fascinated by you. So even these things that I am very self-conscious of my hair right now, and I don't feel like it's doing great, but she's like, just talk about that because people see you as having beautiful hair. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, my hair has been terrible lately. And people are like, wait, what? This person with perfect hair from their eyes isn't having good luck with it. And so she said, just start to talk about that. And so I started looking at other people's Instagram accounts And I started noticing them doing stuff like that. So there's like an account in which her, one of her second children is very, a difficult time for her. Hmm. And I realized that I look forward to watching it when she talks about him Hmm. or when she talks about other stuff that she has troubles with. Yeah. She like, and she's very open. I was like, that's the stuff you're most fascinated by. Talk about it. You know, and even if you start doing that on your personal page and then you start getting into that because people start asking you, what are you using? And then you could start selling that stuff and you could create your own account. It just can start going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so cool what social media can do for a business. Yeah. People it's are so into, cool. I mean, there's a market for everything. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's sure. literally a market for everything because we're all experiencing similar challenges, similar like thoughts. And I mean, yeah, if I'm doing, if I'm starting a tea company, Maybe no one's starting a tea company, but they're starting a company, mm-hmm. or they're or they're on a pursuit of that. I mean, I have a, I've, I've done the blog thing. I've started a podcast. It's like just talk about those things. Like yeah. someone out there is doing the same thing as you, and then all of a sudden now you become a resource. I mean, for hair, for whatever it is, and I love that because that's just being getting over the again. You said the the self consciousness of what if I look silly on camera, or what if I, I hate my a lot of people hate their voice on camera. I got used to it. I got I, way over that. Yeah. I, I heard my voice earlier. I was like, man, my voice sounds. Yeah, you get you. I've heard so many recordings of myself. Now I don't like 
it, it's not even it. a thing. But at the no. beginning, so self-conscious about it. I was just like, well, just right. post it, whatever. Just post it, whatever. Just keep posting it. And, and you just have to post it. And people it. have told me, they're like, dude, you have a good voice for a podcast. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I've actually gotten more compliments than, I mean, maybe people are talking shit. And it's <laughs> not, not, not in my face. So if you want, tell them, tell me. We can fight on the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meet me at jujitsu. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's, no, it, those self-conscious things are you. Yeah. That's not what other people, people are like, if it's good content, no one's going to give a fuck. Even if it's not good content, no yeah. one will watch it. And then guess and what? Then, no one watches yeah, it. So yeah. <laughs> and then no one cares. No. But, exactly. Yeah. That's important. So I think a great overarching theme that we've kind of come across throughout everything we talked about today as the human brain and ourselves and our biggest fears and what we can kind of accumulate and the thought processes we have and how they can kind of hold us back. But if we can kind of overcome those and tell ourselves, Hey, go post that thing, go swim in the ocean, go overcome those fears. Yeah. I think that like, that is a good overarching thing. I feel like everything that we've talked about, like it kind of comes back to that and not having fear of it. Yeah. Not having fear and being able to, you know, overcome those and that are, our biggest advocate, but also our biggest enemy is our brain. And we'll always and what, we, what we can and can't accomplish. Yep. For sure. We'll always be here to cheer you on. Like when I t- hear someone's going to do something, I am just cheering because I had the time in which I moved to Chile and I had so many hmm. relatives, friends, people that were like, aren't you worried? That's a foreign country. They think, um, so I know this is kind of going off, but I saw this really interesting um, chart it was when I had started teaching in Chile and they pulled up a chart of perceived danger versus real danger mm. of a country. That's a, yeah. Interesting. And most countries, their perceived danger is double the amount of danger there actually is in their country. Yeah. Mm. However, the United States is equal. Perceived danger versus real danger. Yes. So every other country thinks that their country is more dangerous. Okay. So like, Chile, for example, where I was living, they think that their danger is like, let's just do a number, is 50, yeah. right? So 50 occurrences. These are the people of Of Chile. their country, yes. Okay. Yep, okay. Yeah, so yep that's, that's a good cur- yeah. clarification. So they think there's like 50 occurrences every month or something, or that that's how much actually happens, yeah. is 50. But their perception is that there's 100, so double. And every country is about, about double. Yeah. Italy is double. Like so many other countries, their perceived danger is double what they actually have for danger in their own country. However, the United States, if there's 50 occurrences, the United States perceives that there's only 50. So the the United States is the only country that perceives their country as safe. Do you get that? Yeah, I get it. They actually, and that's why the United States thinks every other country is unsafe is because they've created this image in their brain that the United States is super safe. Hmm. So most other countries, they don't, when you go, to a different country, they might say, yes, like that's going to be dangerous there, but they think that their country is actually more dangerous than it is. Yeah. Whereas the United States has this, it's, it's, and it, it's kind of good because you're like, oh, we actually understand what are dangerous, but I think it's also bad because we perceive the United States as being less dangerous than other countries then. Yeah. Because it gives a false narrative for other, other countries, countries yeah. that, yeah. but that's interesting that it, I thought this was going to be a perceived from the United States About perception, other countries? but this yeah. is, you're talking, this is the citizens within, within a country perceiving their own country. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I don't want to know why that's a thing. Right? Like that to me is like, where are they getting this information? Is that a media driven thing? Is that like, just are they like, I don't know. Like, where is that? Com- I think that it's because we from? think like that's- this is a theory, right? It's not necessarily true, but we have the most um, security. I want to say okay. of we have like, we have so many rules. So we have so many, we have different bodies of government. We have different bodies of like firefighters, policemen, and they're not corrupt. Right. So we're, we don't have as much corruption in like day to day from what we can see eye to eye. You go to Mm. Mexico, you can pay off a cop. Okay. You know what I mean? And so we have this perceived notion that everyone around us is protecting us. Mm. And that if I call 911, they're going to show up in Mexico. You call 911, they don't show up. How are you going to have a perceived thought that your country is safe if people don't show up to save you? That's where I think Mm. the perception comes from is that we have more security that gives us this false belief that because we have someone protecting us, that we have less issues than other countries. So as other countries, they don't have that security blanket of, oh, if I call the police, they're going to show up. They don't have that. So they think their country is double as not safe. Yeah, It's kind of hard to understand it, but it, it just made so much more sense because an example, right? I'm here and I live in the United States and constantly I have people tell me, I can't believe you live in Mexico. It's so scary down there. What about the cartel? What about all this stuff? And I'm like, honestly, there's less violence there than in the United States Mm. in that city that we were living in. If you compare the city of Minneapolis prior to everything that's even happened in the last couple of years, right? Yeah. Um, Prior to that, Mexico in that city we were in was less dangerous, even per like capita, right? Yeah. Um, Than Minneapolis, than St. Paul. Yeah. It's less dangerous. Yep. And so, but people perceive Perce- yes, that the United States is less dangerous. And also Chile is actually on that chart on how safe it is. Chile is the least like top three safest countries in the world. And people perceive it as from a distance because we think we're so safe here and people don't understand Chile. They don't know. They don't have the United States doesn't have a very good worldly knowledge if we're on, if we're oh, honest, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. that's, and when that's we true. know that um, Reed didn't have a very worldly knowledge either um, prior Reed. to, because we are in a bubble, right? But we have it. We don't have a worldly knowledge. And so even when I was living in Chile, the only violence I ever saw there. I'm not kidding. There was no gunfights. There was nothing. But they like to call them delinquentes. And it's essentially like children is kind of like how they're seeing it. Delinquentes. Yeah, delinquents. delinquents. And it's essentially children. It's not even criminals. But when the only thing that I ever saw living down there was there was a soccer game happening. I believe it was in Concepcion. So Chile only has really two main big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of them are very small cities because it's very mountainous. And it's yeah. really, and then yep. those are just the biggest cities is Concepcion and Santiago. Santiago yeah. So in Concepcion, they had a, a soccer game and someone robbed an ATM at a mall mm. because they knew Everybody that all the cops game. and all the people of Chile were at the soccer game. Whoa. And there was an up, like everyone freaked out. Like the whole town was freaking out that I was living in. It was a small town. It was national news for this country that these like 
20 year old people had gone two or three guys had like robbed this ATM. That was national news. Like, and everyone was like, we're so unsafe. It's so unsafe here. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that happens like every day in America. Well, yeah. Right. And like, I don't, I don't even think they pulled a gun on anyone. Like, I don't even think they had guns. Like it was so, it was so, and there's no one there. So there's no one in harm's way. There wasn't anything. And like, it's just so funny how they perceive it. It's just, just that, and that how we perceive America as we're super safe, you know, that, and it's all because of the fact that we have people protecting us and that the government has put us into this bubble to make us look as though we are protected, mm. you know? Um, and that if something does happen, someone will be there. And if they're not there fast enough, that people will take care of us, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So we need to be tended to Americans do. We need to be always have someone watching us that and is, tending our needs. Yeah, that is, um, it's true. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's true. It's weird. And it's, and it's true. But I think that's, yeah, it's just a, it's a weird thing that people need to understand. I think the best way to do it is to expand yourself, go out, experience mm-hmm. these things. Um, I am a huge advocate for travel. That's why I love it. I just love meeting new people, experiencing other cultures and seeing these things for myself. And I think you guys are the same way. And I think Absolutely. that's why it's super cool. Be uncomfortable um, too. So oh, yeah. Get on unco- or get comfortable with being, being uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah that's that's the, I've heard that enough where, and yeah, I'm, I can say I've lived. I've, that's like why I do jujitsu sometimes. You, I've made, like, this is just, I don't want to get too far off this, but I've made, people tap to something that's not even a submission. It's just, you grab their head, like they're on their back, you grab their head and you put all your weight down in their chest. Mm. They get so uncomfortable and they start to panic because you have to, the way to just get through it is just, you breathe like just like short, Mm -hmm. shallow breaths, but they freak out and they tap. Mm. And then they ask me like, what was that? I was like pressure. Like that was just strictly pressure. I'm like, you'll get used to it. And Mm. Like I, now people do that. Like I had a guy like driving his head into my gut and it's just like, yeah, it's short breaths, but I'm going to be fine. Like it's like, dude, you can do this. It's annoying. You can do it all day. You're going to be fine. So mm-hmm. it's getting comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. And just, you start to, and then, like you said, like getting pinned under a wave, whether it's, I don't know, like just there's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Experience life. Get comfortable. Have fun. Get com- uncomfortable. And yeah. that's how your business is. Too. Yeah. It's all it expands everywhere. Everywhere. So everywhere. that's why you just got to do it. You just have to just do, do it. it and say, fuck it. Do it. Get out there. Enjoy life. So let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's do, do it. Guys. Guys. Well, give yourselves a shout out. Like, where can people find Jenna uh, and Reed? MN? Jenna Reed MN. Not Jenna and Reed. Just oh, Jenna it's just Reed. Jenna, yep. Reed. Jenna Reed. Jenna Reed. Yeah. Like, we it's we like, like mostly um, Instagram. You can find us on Facebook too. We so we have different last names, right? Yeah. So mine, Jenna Knudsen, Reed is Reed Pedersen. We're married though. We're married. Um, <laughs> and you can look up our names. You can look up me individually, and I'll come up on a lot of search results. You can look up Reed Pedersen's name. Yeah. Um, his is two T's, all E's. Mine's like classic Knudsen with an O N at the end, yeah. um, and a T. And, or you can just look up, us up on Instagram, Jenna Reed, MN, and we try to make it the and, simplest way to find us. Yeah. I was like, if people want, like in Minneapolis who are listening to this and they want to reach out, what's the best way to do that? 
you can either hit me up on my phone, 612-999-7677. Bold <laughs> move. Uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, if you really want to text me, call me, like, hit me up, whatever. Thank otherwise, him. yeah, otherwise, otherwise just send us a, a message on Instagram. I mean, either yeah. ways, we'll, we'll get back to you and help you out. I mean, we service all the Twin Cities and Metro area, just selling real estate. So, yeah. Um, or if you just want to hang out and chat too, like I just love growing the network. <laughs> Obviously, we talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I love it. And if you're interested, I mean, DM me. I can, I can link. Yeah, absolutely. To people. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, most people in our generation prefer to reach out to us um, through Instagram. Through Instagram, yeah. Yeah, but we do have like, we do have people that, and I love the traditional folks that will email us because that's just what you grew up with. And, you know, that's a professional way of reaching out to someone, but it really doesn't matter to us. For sure. As long as you reach us, if we don't respond back, we didn't get it. So try to find a different way. Yeah, exactly. But sweet. Cool. That's it. We it did it. We did uh, it. We time, did it, man. Time to go uh, hop on a boat. Yeah, I know. Enjoy we'll, this day. Well, thank well, you, Bill. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you, Vince. And Fresh Steeps. <laughs> Peace. Peace and, out. And hello, Tishy, for the sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Jenna and Reed for that wild conversation. Remember to check out their work on social media at Jenna Reed MN and give Reed a text if interested in learning more about real estate. Thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, give us a follow on Fresh Steeps on social media and leave a review. And to end today's show, the Urban Dictionary T-word of the day. Today's word is hibiscus. Hibiscus, code word for weed. Get the damn hibiscus. Did not know that. I like that. Although, it doesn't make too much sense to me. Very different plants. And number two, hibiscus, a structural overhang supported by at least two legs connected to a building on one side and open on at least two sides, usually three. I'm quite confused by that. A structural overhang supported by at least two legs connected to a building on one side and open on at least two sides. We drove under the hibiscus in front of the hotel. Hmm. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Appreciate you. Love you. And have yourself a great day.